Welcome to Conversations With. I am your host, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening today. Wherever you are listening, make sure to press that follow button so you never miss a future episode. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and on Facebook at Conversations With. Jamie for behind the scenes pictures, clips, and exclusive content. And welcome to the greatest movie ever. I am joined today with Aaron, Jared, and Kieran, and we're discussing our top 10 movies of the decade between 1970 and 1979. How it works, we'll take it in turns presenting our top 10 lists. Depending on where a film ranks on that list, it will get a point. First place gets 10 points, second place gets 9 points, third place gets 8 points, and so on. The highest score in five movies will then move on to the playoffs, and we'll decide which movie is the movie of the decade. The winning movie will then move on to the grand final, where it will fight for the right to be named the greatest movie ever. So let's get into it and let's find out which movie is the best movie of the decade from 1970 to 1979. Hold a minute, hold the door. We won't have a late entry. I've just thought of a film that I like. (laughs) You know when you search like on Netflix for 70s stuff and Amazon, it's absolutely rubbish. It's atrocious. It's awful, isn't it? This is my issue with Netflix. There's nothing good from it. Like earlier than the eighties. Yeah, I ended up watching um, nothing good. Enter the Dragon today, and wow! Can we do a top ten worst films of all time? Bruce Lee films are shit. I did my I really one of my essays on Bruce Ploitation. Bruce Ploitation films are mad. Do your Bruce yeah. Lee impression that you told me before. <laughs> Stop recording, and I'll do my Bruce Lee. <laughs> 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 I, I can cut it out. Don't worry, it's fine. Jared Dilly said the N word. You got nothing to worry about. <laughs> but he did not. No, he's like, uh, look, watch that bag. You nearly did. <laughs> I said I nearly did, but I didn't. <laughs> I literally only watched like twenty-five minutes of Enter the Dragon. It was literally like twenty-five minutes of, ah, you fight like a tiger, but you feel like a snail you have the elements of the snail and then you fight it's like that all the way through <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird is it bad that i want to like swap my number 10 to aristocats the aristocats was on one of my early shortlists because i was like it's a disney film i've watched it a few times everybody, everybody wants to be <laughs> 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 fuck it. That's my jam. Fuck it. Fuck this list. We just have a top ten Disney films that Jared loved as a kid. I feel like we should do top ten Disney for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've done it all. Yeah. After we've done the greatest movie of all There's time. There's no point nah, doing a top ten because my top ten are in the list. <laughs> the yeah, Pixar but... count? No, it's just Disney animated classics. All right. Well, Lion King and that's it. We're not talking about that yet, Jesus. We're talking about the 70s. It's the 70s time, and we've made a full circle. We start with Aaron now. Aaron begins. So how does it go? It goes alphabetical. Aaron, Jamie, Jared, Kieran. It's always gone alphabetical, Kieran. I'm sorry. Go Kick. What? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's fitting that we start with Aaron after he's watched 10 1970s films in about three days. Yeah, good point. (laughs) They all make the list, by any chance. The ones that I sent the pictures of, three of them made the list. Uh, But I've watched so many, honestly, like. Some ups and downs, put it that way. Yeah, the the pacing is off in the 70s films, I think. Obviously, you said three of the five films that you watched made the list. Mm. 
How high did they go? Yeah. Which one was the worst one you watched? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it was just getting through that like 89 hours of apocalypse now. <laughs> it made me feel like I was in Vietnam. That's, Aaron's, that's like Kieran's number one. Like, I, I, apocalypse <laughs> now should have been two hours longer. They couldn't fit enough in. All the way through it, I was like, this is amazing. This is so good. It looks amazing. Where's Marlon Brando? I was like, this this film looks like it was shot like yesterday. And then Marlon Brando, I, I, I adore Brando. And then he came in it. And then he came okay. in it. I was like, what is this film? What is going on? And then I realized, I was like, you know what? I actually don't like Martin Sheen in this. Marlon Brando's weird in this. Um, but it almost made number 10 just because of the respect I had for how it actually looks. But... It's just too long, and like, all the way through, I was thinking, like, was he writing this on like while he was filming it? And he was when I googled it. <laughs> yeah, they, they literally yeah. like they filmed it, then they had to have a break for like ages. Yeah, so many controversies about that film as well. When I was looking up in it, like, um, what he said about Brando was really surprising, and then apparently Brando said it none of it's true. Have you seen? Uh, um... Oh, sorry, Karen. I was just going to say, like, um, apparently uh, Coppola said, like, he was just, like, really obese when he came for the role, and uh, they had to do, the, like, the dark shots of him because, like, he just wasn't prepared at all, and he halted uh, production. Also, Dennis Hopper, like, was a huge mess on the set because mm. he was just taking LSD and at the time. And Did you watch Heart of Darkness? No. You should What's watch that? Heart of Darkness. That's a good it's, watch. It's basically the behind-the-scenes film of Apocalypse Now, and it is... Look, I'll talk. Well, it's in my top ten, obviously. So I'll talk about it then, or whoever's has it. But yeah. literally, it's like the wit, probably the best behind the scenes ever in a film. I see. <laughs> I, I love like the when I was looking into it. I love like about the film, and like I say, like it was. It's it's a film that makes you go wow, but it's just like two different films with like the brand. I agree thing. with you. I, I feel like it's more the hype of the film and like yeah, than I, the actual film itself. It's just hard watching that film. Yeah, it's hard watching that film for the first time as well when you've not seen it because everyone hypes it as one of the best ever. And I watched it and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just didn't get the Brando bit. Like, was it a cult he had? What was it? It oh. Let Kieran explain had, it when he gets to it. It'll, 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 yeah, it'll get to it. It's not even in a list yet. We're just talking <laughs> about one film. <laughs> See what I mean? Tangents. <laughs> yeah, but I wish it just cut off uh, at one point. But How long yeah. was Apocalypse now? Uh, I think uh, I watched the final cut, which was three hours and a half. Yeah, we'll oh, be, yeah, yeah. Do it. Okay, in, in, memoriam, the, uh... in memory of Apocalypse Now, our podcast will be three hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> in memory, <laughs> it's not died. <laughs> Aaron's soul has died. Yeah. Yeah. And Apocalypse Now just got eradicated from it. <laughs> the weird level of French bit in the middle. Another quick thing about Apocalypse Now as well that I found out was it was meant to be the dude from, um, what's his name, from Taxi Driver and um, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, Robert. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, what's Robert. his name? Henry. Um... Oh, Henry Porter? No, the, the, dude no from, the dude from, uh, the main guy from Reservoir Dogs and he's in Pulp Fiction. Harvey Keitel. Clean up guy. Is it Harvey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey, Ke Harvey Keitel. Yeah, yeah. So apparently they filmed like loads of it as him as the lead, and then like um, Coppola was like, "No, nah, I don't like him," and then just swapped him like Back to the Future style. Good idea. But... So what is your number ten then? 
Oh, so, are we going into that? Aaron, well, you oh, can do right. one of our mentions if you want. Um, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dirty Harry. Um, Mad Max, the first one. Probably give that a shout out. But my number 10 is a film I actually watched, finished two hours ago, and it is The Conversation. Um, so no. it's Boring. <laughs> Another couple of film, um, but this time with Gene Hackman. And it does get a little bit dry. It does get a little dry. But um, I think the first like hour of the film is absolutely great. The final like half an hour is great, and then it loses a bit like in the second third of it really. Um, but I really loved it. I think it was would maybe Apocalypse Now would have just beat it if it wasn't for like the Brando bit really. But yeah, great. Has anyone else well, seen it? How, how about you just say Apocalypse Now Part One, <laughs> but Part Two is an horrible mess. Yeah, maybe. But no, I haven't got around to seeing the conversation yet. But it's been like it's always been a film that people have mentioned, but I've just just never got around to seeing I wish it. Nile was my attention because Niall would also agree with what I just said because it's like really? he recommended it, saying it's awful. Just give it a watch. And I go into films with an open mind, and it, I just got bored. And I don't often turn films off, but <laughs> bloody hell, it was a slog. It, it, yeah. it does get slow. I just like the idea of because uh, you don't really get that that spy genre now of like people are like, listening to the conversations and things like that. There was loads of like like the Bond movies did it back then, uh, which just it's nice to like watch an old film that's like that. And uh, weird thing about it though, it's the same year as year as uh, Godfather Two. Yes, it and is. They yeah. both mm. got nominated for all the same awards or something like uh, Best Picture, Best Actor. Obviously, Godfather 2 was the one that won it. And he won it for Best Director and Godfather 2 rather than that. Okay. So, obviously, we're getting to 70s and 60s. So, so for me, it's a lot harder to come up with these lists because I don't really watch a lot of older films unless they're... You're the one that made it. We could have done 60s and below, but no, you have to be like, oh, because... No, we'll do 60s like, and 50s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I could do a list. Out, bro. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, we've got to get the episode count up. So... No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm a massive horror fan, so a lot of horror films are going to be on my list. Um, but of course. I will start off with some honourable mentions. One of them, I haven't watched the full film yet, and I really wanted to put it on the list, but Mercedes like, you can't put a film you haven't watched all of it way through on. But literally, the opening I mean, 20 can. minutes, <laughs> the opening 20 minutes of When a Stranger Calls is one of the best openings of any film you'll ever watch. I thought that was like a 40s film. No. When a Stranger Calls <laughs> is basically the babysitter and the man upstairs. It's just basically... it. Scream, Wes Craven used When a Stranger Calls as its first 12 minutes as a homage to that film. And it's just basically, she's babysitter, phone keeps ringing, have you checked the children, blah, blah, blah. Like 20 minutes of this whole like tension building and music's getting there. And obviously it comes to the whole, I say cliche now, but obviously that's because this film was one of the first to do it, was the call is coming from inside the house. And the first 20 22 minutes of that film is incredible. But apparently the rest of the film's awful, but I really wanted to watch the beginning because it's been like praised as one of the greatest openings ever. 
And like I said, Scream homage that as well. So When a Stranger yeah. Calls made an honourable mention. Superman, honourable mention. I mean, it's Superman. I mean, I don't think it's a great film, but you know, Superman. Um, Rocky, we talked about it last week. And oh, yeah. I, I, prefer, I prefer Creed, but Rocky deserves a mention because it kicked it all off. And then Westworld gets my final just missing out on the top 10 as well. Uh, I, didn't, awful, I, didn't put, well I didn't put Westworld in it just because season two was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like that's the thing. It's like Westworld, the film is shit. Westworld yeah. season one is yeah. great. Amazing. Apparently season three is good, but I've not seen it. Season three is worse than season two, in my it's opinion. just totally oh, lost it? the... Is it? It's like, yeah. I see what... Like, the thing is, right? Is the I, tangent. <laughs> I really like season one. Season yeah. two, I thought was good if you didn't have season one being so fucking amazing i feel like people would appreciate more of season two yeah season three it started off really hopeful and i really did enjoy it it's like they rebooted the, the whole same show fucking shit same shit over and over again and it's just the robots wanted to be human and wanted to be yeah it's just the literally same shit. it's just humans <laughs> human drama and then which one's a robot you don't well, know. well that was sick because, like, they had all this, like, the villain, I forgot what his name is. He was in, like, Irresistible. And, yeah. Like, he's a really good French actor. And um, the, his plot was really cool, and I really liked it at, very, at the first. And the way that they used, like, the circle as, like, a timeline, really amazing. But then it just the same shit over and over again. The action sequences are, were boring. And it just, think, it just uh, let me down so much. I think HBO shows like that, though, I think... Um... I don't know if this is true, but my impression of it is that he probably wrote for the first series. Like it was probably written for a series, and that was it. Yeah, more, and then because more, of more, the ending, more. and then yeah. because of uh, Game of Thrones coming to an end, HBO don't have that big. They show wanted that another one, yeah. And and, and I've, I, you see it on the billboards everywhere you drive through town and things like that. And I, I always think like this is this isn't a show for the masses. Like not yeah. people. Like they just think if they push show. it, it'll do well. Yeah. Uh, you've just so, got to let shows naturally you know do what, well. You know what? I think, like, someone like... I hate bringing him up all the time, but J.J. Abrams is, like, someone that... If it was J.J. Abrams and Jonathan Nolan, J.J. Mm. Abrams was sort of, like, in charge of the visuals. Is it Jonathan like, Nolan still doing it, or is it someone I else? I think Lisa there? Joy is kind of... Lisa Joy is in charge, yeah. basically. But, like, Lisa Joy, she's... You can tell because she did Uncharted 4 and she did a little bit of The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, well, she basically covered, and I don't know controversy just... surrounding. <laughs> no, but it's like I feel like she tries way too hard to be, edgy. and like I, I I don't not edgy. I just I know I'm probably gonna stick for this. And I'm not talking about like that. There's good and bad ways to do everything, but I think Lisa Joy is trying way too hard to be like feminist action hero thing mm. going on, and it it totally shows through her writing. And there's ways to do it. There are great ways to do it. And and there's great examples, but Westworld definitely isn't. And I, my biggest problem with it was like there was characters that I loved that wasn't getting enough attention, and the characters yes. that I least liked was getting the most attention. I think the main characters in it are just such a boring story arc. But then the side characters that just have like amazing arcs, but they just you just barely see them. You can't you see them like once. Like uh, she's in it, isn't she? Yeah, uh, Teresa. Thompson is it? Her from Thor, and Tessa Joe Thompson. That's Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Tessa, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's like randomly in it, and like Ed Helms in the first series was great. Yeah, but I think you just don't see much. 
I, I had my doubts because I'm we're talking about it way too much, but I will say this. Anthony Hopkins is like Sir. season one, mate. If it wasn't yeah. if he wasn't in season one, it would still be great, but it wouldn't be as amazing as it would yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm with Radio Ed. Yul Brynner was good in the film, but I just kept watching the film being like, oh, this is different in the TV show. Oh, I like, yeah. I like the TV show more than the film. Yeah, it's because you watched it for... I watched yeah, it exactly. first. Yeah, yeah, so I watched same. the TV show, then watched the film, was like, oh, that's a bit different. I can see what they did there and got inspiration to do this, but it would have been better if they did that, but obviously... They probably I think at the time, that would have been a good film. It would have yeah. been like <laughs> revolutionary, but... Yeah, um, but... Number 10, everyone's going to be quite surprised here. Um, it's A New Hope. A new number 10? I'll put a Star Wars film. <laughs> I'm, I'm just surprised you can name nine films ahead of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I've always said I'm not a massive Star Wars fan, but when it comes to the top 10 films, I think everybody's probably going to have it in their list anyway. Oh, um, yeah. But... Um, it's Star Wars, so I think when I was thinking about the films of the 70s, it's one of the first proper, besides another film which didn't make my list, um, which was the first blockbuster, Jaws, Star Wars is probably oh, yeah, one of... Jaws. Star Wars is probably one of the big first blockbuster films, and you have to appreciate for what it did for cinema. Yeah, so I, I think for that, I had to put it in my list. I think, isn't it like... I think it's the very first film which people have like where it there was actually fandom or like a fan base, if you know what I mean. Like I think wasn't that like the first franchise that really ever did that? Like where there was like fans, if you know what I mean. Like maybe James Bond yeah, yeah, is yeah, the only thing I can think of. Like you probably had fans going out and dressing up as like Luke and Yeah. Vader. Yeah, I couldn't imagine any other film in like. I think I thought to dress up as Jaws the Shark. <laughs> I'm gonna dress up as the uh, servant from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> we can just go to uh, we can just go to like H and V and buy a film or watch our Netflix and stuff. <laughs> like back then, like you couldn't do those things. So I think we yeah. saw like, everyone we just watched it like multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. So I think oh, we'll start off the seventies with a film that's gonna be quite high on everyone else's lists. Yeah. So got, I don't even have my book. <laughs> I need to... Yeah, you can't this down. I don't even have my book to actually write my films in. There we go. It's probably like, uh, what's your film, Apocalypse Now? <laughs> no, I haven't even got the scores, so yeah. Uh, well, I forgot what my number 10 is, so uh, off the top of my list, uh, <laughs> Last Tango in Paris, because I like the scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like the scene? No, I'm saying nah, I, don't have, nah, I don't have nah. the list, you know, to write in the scores. So I'm just getting it now. So yeah, uh, number 10 for me gets a point. Um, Honourable mentions for me, uh, Clockwork Orange, I think, is very weird. That's why I put it in here. Silent Green, because it was such a weird film watching it. Like, like, you eat humans. I totally forgot. I think it was outdated, but it's still good. Hmm. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon, Mad Max 1, Kramer versus Kramer almost made the list. Because I think that's the original marriage story. Uh, yeah. really film. Um, Robin Hood and Aristocrats, they were the two that were just like, I remember the last minute I was like, Robin Hood's a banging film, but I feel like number 10, uh, Kieran, you can tell me if it's higher on your list, just so we can see if I want to talk about it as much. But I've given it Apocalypse now. It, it is higher up in my list, All right, but you so can, like, you can we'll talk about it. We'll mention it a bit more later, but, uh, yeah, just, what a visually strong film. 
Mm. I used to, when I was a kid, I really loved it. Like, I think I watched that. That was like my first ever war film, like Vietnam War anyway. And I was like, wow, this is great. The visuals are great. Story's great. Like, you know what I mean? So many good actors in it. It just went on to do like things like The Matrix, for example, is one of them that some of the actors did. But um, I don't know, I watched a few other Vietnam films and it slowly, slowly just became quite a slog to watch the film. Whereas I wouldn't watch Apocalypse Now over another film. But I think what it did for the genre of war can't be understated. So number 10 for me. Mm. Right. I like to oh, go on quickly about Apocalypse Now. I just thought before. Um, I wish Harrison Ford was in it more, but um, I thought like it showed like the art of being a soldier so much, like in that film, like how like young the cast are. And I I, I googled it, and Lawrence Fishburne was actually like seventeen or eighteen when he was filming it. I'm sure he was like fifteen, and he was like. I think he illegally was on the film or something. Yeah, so, it, and it just shows, like, in the face, like, they've always, like, these guys, like, just try to act like men and just show who's got, like, the biggest dick, like, by just shooting, like, at whatever yeah. they see possible. And it just showed that perfectly, like, all the way through, like, it was scary to see, like, what, like, these guys went through. I think it was just, like, a tr- such a true telling of it. Yeah. yeah. But, like, up to the just cool one bit. negative about it, I find it hard to put it really high on the list because when we say, oh, it's a good film, we enjoyed the film, we're not on about Apocalypse Now. We're on about Apocalypse Now Redux because that's just the better yeah. version of the film. I don't even know if that's what I've seen. What's what's that? Uh, it's just a... He just re-edited it. Yeah. It's like that with Blade Runner, though. I was going to say that last week because like, the original version of Blade Runner is yeah. way, like, nowhere near as good as... like. Yeah, final cut on it. Yeah, I don't think it makes it like any worse film if it's like edited or redone or whatever. Like, I think it just depends on like, because not gonna lie with Apocalypse Now, I'll get into it more. But when you realize how much of a shit show the behind the scenes was, I could totally understand why they wanted to re-edit it and redux it. Because yeah, it's just I'll talk about it more later. But yeah. Okay, that's end of round one. No, 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 I need, I need my God's number. sake, you just started talking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, my number 10 is probably uh, going to be in Jamie's top three or top five, maybe. It is, I've put, oh, my honourable mentions uh, have to be A Bridge Too Far, Amazing Ensemble Cast, Solaris, uh, Taxi Driver, yeah, it's in my honourable mentions, and this just edged out Chinatown, like as honorable mentions, I was gonna put it in my top ten, but I don't know. I was just rewatching it. I was like, the, the ten films are just I think better, but it has one of the best final lines in any film for me in Chinatown. So I will give that. But my number ten is The Exorcist. And then ama- my top ten. Oh, it's not in my top. It's not in my top three. Sorry. It's in my top ten. <laughs> it's in but, there um, somewhere. <laughs> but The Exorcist is just. Like, I, I think it's like one of those films where I watched as a kid, and it was it didn't really scare me that much, but it was like insanely disturbing, 
And for what he did to the culture, like especially what he did for people who watched it back in the semis and the effect that it had. Is is this the film with the fuck me? Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> fuck me, fuck me. But like yeah, literally, yeah. it's like the reason like is because everyone was religious back in the day. Like in the seventies, everyone was religious. You'd very rarely see any atheists. And to have that film kind of come out and it freaked people out the way it did. It was like, it was probably even scarier than Psycho to most people. Um, like, in terms of culturally, you had people literally Can killing themselves. Exorcist? I mean, yeah. in the cinema, people, like I said, if you watch the actual uncensored version where she's, like, grabbing down the stairs and people are like, what the yeah. fuck am I watching right now? Exactly. It was, like, unlike anything else. Like, the twisting was... of the head was... It freaked <laughs> And it is really creepy, like, and it's really well done horror. I think it's the <laughs> shoot. That noise, why did that That's noise? actually she goes, she goes, she goes, she is like that, she is. And literally, it's like, such a well, like, I think it, like, is a horror film, it does so well in conveying that terror. And hitting, Two like, bells as well. Yeah. And I think that, like, I probably wanted, like, a great performance from a child actor as well. Like, yeah, she actually, fun fact as well, uh, the actress, I can't remember her name off the top of my head right now, she actually played the character of herself in the film, in the TV show, because they did a TV show a few years ago, which is based yeah. off, obviously, the films, and she actually came back and played... Oh, shit. Uh, her character. That's really... I'm kind of surprised at that. You know, you can't Wait, what? Get the TV show's three years old and she played... What? No, the oh, TV so show did... was three years old. Oh, right. I thought he was like... going to say like, like how uh, De Niro came back for the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, like I said, it was um, Linda Blair. Uh, she came back as Regan for the TV show, which was on a few years ago. Um, it was okay. And, oh. And that wine shot, which is used for like every poster in the Exorcist, like with the light beaming from the window and like the priest, like like it's so good. Like that, like one of my like it's a really amazing shot, cinematography wise. Like yeah. such a good shot. And yeah, I just yeah, the Exorcist, it's really amazing. And I think even though it wouldn't, people watch it now and they're like, it's not that scary. But when you think about the time, it was no, it'd be terrifying for me that I'll, yeah. I'll swear that I was because what was I think oh, I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like uh, something about devils and mm. false eye. Oh, I forgot what it <laughs> was called. No, that's cool. I forgot what it was called. False eye, not false idols. It was like false devils or something like that, where you play off the like horror films play off the fears that are yeah. taking place in the time but yeah it's just amazing film great film there's like a really great bit in it as well um if you've ever seen it there's like subliminal like little cuts in the film as well that if yeah. you pause it at the right moment you'll just see pazuzu the demon his face just like really i don't oh, like that <laughs> yeah, that little bit you'll still see like she's uh it's the bit where they're in like new york and she's going out of the um the train station she's walking upstairs and all of a sudden it's just a cup of pazuzu just like like you see uh killer bob in the mirrors in twin peaks but he's actually a cameraman <laughs> <laughs> but it's like but it's like literally just like a single cup so it'll literally just be like that and it's gone so you have, yeah. to, you have to pause it you just see his face like i i got in an argument uh with Emily, uh, my girlfriend, about because we watched Taxi Driver the other night, 
and she was just saying about like oh, Jodie Foster's way too young for this, and I was like, she bad. is. I was like, it wasn't that bad what actually happened. Like, I'd rather be like Jodie Foster than like the girl in The Exorcist, and we were just talking about that, and but I can't do films like The Exorcist. I couldn't even watch like the. Uh, What's that made on Monday oh, yeah. morning? Now. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just, I, I was looking at the same You're thing. You're looking at it going, where is it? How many, I need to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a little subliminal, little bit of uh, Pazuzu the Demon. Mm. Um, just like little subliminal cuts like that. I think but even the demon is scary as shit. Like, you know, like, it was really scary. Like, I find it quite terrifying. Well, that's what, back. um... I mean, we might as well talk about it now. Anyway, it's going to come up again. But um, it's one of those films, I think I said last week, when I went downstairs once when I was like seven years old and it was just on the TV and she's there with the crucifix, basically just like stabbing herself. And it was just like, um, just like Jesus. And it was like one of those films, like at seven years old, I refused to watch it because I was that scared of the film. I only watched it about three years ago for the first time properly. Yeah. But I'm compare it to with Versus Suspiria because I've actually seen Suspiria. Which one? Suspiria, yeah. The 70s version or the 2000s? I've seen both. Amazon original. Is it it like fucked up? I haven't watched the series yet. I mean, (laughs) we might talk about the 70s one at some point. Who knows? Maybe Aaron's got it on his list. I definitely haven't. (laughs) There's there's a spoiler for you. I want to watch it because, like, I love what. Yeah, like I can't talking about the Dakota Johnson one or the Dario Argento one. The like original one. Yeah, the Argento one from the seventy-seven. Yeah, because like, and also, can we talk about what is it with seventy songs? Like the X rated, the AA rated, like. I never got that. Like, so is like AA like a U or a PG and like. All audience, all, isn't it? Yeah. All, 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 yeah, and X-rated. Okay, cool. Now I get it. But X-rated, like, <laughs> no, it's just because I like I saw so many. I remember it might it'll come up later on my list, but Dog Day Afternoon. I remember that getting an X-rated just because it had a homosexual in it in like some states. Well, I mean, like, there's a like, film legit. which didn't make my shortlist. It was Last House on the Left, and that was banned for years. Last House on the Left. Mad. Because... A lot of films were banned though, weren't they? Like, was it Clockwork Orange? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It was just, it was just rape in it, and it was like, yeah. It's like that. I can't, I, I can't watch that just because it's just like, it's just the idea of it makes me feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Line number nine is a clockwork orange. So, what is your number nine, Aaron? Um, my number nine, talking about all this stuff, is <laughs> Mike Myers. Mm. Halloween. Uh, so yeah. Um, oh, I sorry, I got. Um, <laughs> you were thinking yeah, I was so excited. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. I don't think he was. I would have been born Fam- then, but I think he would have been like two. Famous for uh, the film The Love Guru. You might have seen that. <laughs> Shrek Forever After. Um, <laughs> what, anyway, Halloween? Yeah. Uh, also, he's in this film Halloween. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't do horrors, but um, I think Halloween uh, was coming out. The newer one. The, um, one that's the, just 20, the 2018 one is really, really good. Yeah, the last one. So I, I thought like I had tickets to go see that. So I was like, I'll watch the original. I've only ever to, uh, to this day, I've only ever seen like those two films. Uh, but both like really great films. And um, like my thing with horror, I don't like it when it goes out the dreams of believability. And I feel like it just stays in it. Just like there's a fine line, and it just stays under it. But it's, it's great. 
I'll talk about it again at some point, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it nine. in any of the films? Do you ever see it? Yes. You see his face in the new one a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You see, you see like half of his face when he's putting on the mask. Oh, right. Yeah. Because I never got what was actually underneath. Like, did he, yeah, did just, he have a, a facial... De- is it just a man? No. Like, he didn't have any deformity, or No, he's, uh, he's just insane. Well, I, uh, I thought that, like, because it was hyping up in like, the newest film so much, I thought he was going to pull off the mask and it was going to be, like, an interstellar moment. It'd be, like, Matt Damon under it. <laughs> um, so, it's um, like, oh, it's just, Will Smith. <laughs> I mean, if you go into the actual Halloween, like, like backstory of everything, so you're talking about like later on mm. uh, there's all weird stuff that basically he was like um i think he was like a seven-year-old boy and he basically murdered his sister and he was just crazy he was in an insane asylum for years and then he escapes on halloween and starts stalking larry stroud um, that's basically what that is um but then they had like the weird whole thing of it in one of the halloween sequels where it actually turned out they were like brother and sister all weird stuff like that but Halloween which the one's from a, 18 just gets which, rid of all of them. It's just Halloween yeah, it's just to Halloween. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Is it Halloween to Halloween? I heard it was one and two and then... It might be. Um, I can't... And the weird, the weird H201, which they only called it was like 20 years after. That, <laughs> Gordon Joseph Levitt. Yeah, yeah. Halloween <laughs> Resurrection. Halloween H201. It's like, why... Why but he got film, how does he get in films with uh, the guy from Friday the 13th? How does that happen? No, he, like, remember it, Freddy vs. It? Jason? It's Freddy vs. Jason, you're thinking of Friday the 13th vs. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Not well, how lie. does that happen? Not so right. right, okay. So let's just oh, complete. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. You're talking See about Hobbit. Let's do this. Right, so basically, Freddy Krueger, after Freddy's mm. dead, the sixth mm. one, if you... Um, Right, so it had Freddy's Dead, and then a new nightmare. And the new nightmare's not canon with that, technically. And then you have Jason Goes to Hell, I think is the last Oh, wait, one. so it's not my Myers. Am I no. Yeah, you're thinking of Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, basically, I can watch horrors. There's too many, and then none of the sequels are shit. And, and it's like, what's like, the point? All, <laughs> but all of them killed the mum when they were seven. <laughs> Jason Voorhees never killed his mum. Jason yeah, drowned. loved his mum. And Freddie just touched kids and then got burned what, by parents. What I find so unbelievable is what? that in the first... Like, I just realised this. In Friday the 13th, the first one, it's his mum, not Jason Did you just say you've only just realised that? No, no, no. I haven't just not... I haven't, like, when I realised, like, because I remember... It's watching... like the massive thing in Scream that says, who's the killer in Friday the 13th? She's like, it's Jason! Jason's like, wrong! <laughs> it's actually Mrs. Voorhees. Jason doesn't like, up till the sequel. Because I remember not watching Friday the 13th for like ever. And then I watched Scream for the first time when I was like 15, something like that. And then I watched it and then that happened. And I'm like, wait, what? And now I watched Friday the 13th and I was like, holy shit, what? <laughs> yeah, but basically at the end of uh, Jason Goes to Hell, you actually see Freddy's claw, which basically said, oh, something's going to happen. Um, like they actually teased it at the end of that film, but in Freddy versus Jason, Freddy's kind of weak now. There's nobody really afraid of him anymore. So what mm. he does, he resurrects Jason to scare the children, to get them scared again, to get his fear back, so he can then go back and dream and dream hop. I just think what Freddy an versus... awful idea. But and then when versus... he and then they just start fighting each other because why not? <laughs> Freddy versus Jason is actually not that bad though it's like it's it's, it's fun not great yeah it's fun it's not that bad 
It's actually a good watch. Well, I'd recommend it. Yeah. If you're bored. <laughs> so, oh, I'm just does that answer your question, else. Aaron? <laughs> yeah, it does. So, when does uh, Alien Predator, Alien and Predator come to That's already been. That's already been. <laughs> That's already been. You're too late for that. That's already been. <laughs> Um, but we were briefly talking about my number nine. It's Dario Argento, Argento's Suspiria. Yay, oh, no. It's a messed up film. It's great. Um, if you don't know the story, it's basically um, an American girl gets uh, like a, a scholarship to go to Germany. And Black Swan. <laughs> this is 1977. <laughs> I know. Um, and basically learn ballet and stuff, but uh, the new one, I went to actually go see the London premiere uh, with Dakota Johnson. She was there. It wasn't with her, but Mate, I, I, I'm so I don't I don't know how you did that. Like, yeah, how did you do that? What did you and then seeing Dakota Johnson and not just like just want to run as fast as you can. How, get how, out. Did, how did you do that, Jamie? Like, was it like at the film festival or something? Like yeah, that? London Film Festival. So Tilda Swinton was there. Uh, Luca Gondgedige, whatever he's called, the director of the film, was there. Luca Gondgedige. Uh, Mia Goff and Dakota Johnson was... And you was just sat next to Tom York. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, I did that. Um, I met Michael Moore when I went to go see his film, uh, Fahrenheit 11.9. Um, Nicole Kidman was there for Destroyer. And who else did I see when I was there? I just did that. I went to see Beautiful Boy, but no one was there. And life itself. Baby boy, baby boy, tiny boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, the spirit is just completely messed up. It's just a great, like, strange, weird film. It's a, it's a trip. I mean, the score's really good as well on both films. I mean, Aaron really loves Tom York, so. Um, but no, I really enjoyed because I'm a, ma- a massive, like, Italian supernatural horror fan. Um, but I went into it with no expectations and I really enjoyed it. Because uh, the new one was coming out, I was like, I watched the original, uh, but there's so much like supernatural weird shit that goes on. It's like, wow! But I really enjoyed it, so I was like, it's gonna make number nine on my list. It's like uh, the Man We Know Name trilogy, like Fistful of Dollars, isn't it? Where like there's only one that speaks English, and the rest of them are dubbed, aren't they? To a degree, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I said it's half Italian, yeah. Um, yeah. But one thing I didn't actually know—it's actually part of a trilogy. There's actually two other films with. Without spoiling Suspiria, um, some stuff happens. Um, oh, and some weird supernatural mm-hmm. stuff, but the supernatural element is actually part of a trilogy, which I didn't know, so I might have to check them out as well. So, Jared. Hello. Number um, nine. Jared's favourite. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> Damn. Dear Hunter. See, this is one of those films that I had on my list as well that I really need to watch. Right. It, I thought you meant Taxi Driver then, because he does that in Taxi Driver. Yeah, I was going to say. He does that in Deer Hunter, but with actual gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point, actually. Um, it's just a different take. I think, I think this is the thing, like, Vietnam is so fresh in people's minds. Like, I'm sure this came out in, like, 73 or something like that. Or maybe, yeah. I don't know, I think it was 73. No, it was 78, wasn't it? Well, even then, like, the yeah. Vietnam War was still fresh in the minds. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's only, like, eight, seven years before that they were actually in the war. Mm. Uh, and it's just, like, cuts between, like, 
their old like the like the life they have and then them going to Vietnam and you've just got a great cast of like um De Niro and uh, Christopher Walken, yeah. And it's just I, like he just funny. plays Russian roulette and it's just yeah. quite interesting. Like I felt like you did get quite a lot of the culture and like the actual deer hunting bit is quite a small mm. bit in the film. It's just an underrated bit. I feel like Walken was also really underrated in that film as well because he was phenomenal. And it's also responsible for probably one of the most, like, I still watch that uh, Russian roulette scene and yeah. I still feel, like, so much because of, like, that. Like imagine being stuck in that situation. You're yeah, facing like, your like friend and you're, like... scenes in the film are yeah. really good. I think the I wouldn't say they're the best I've seen, but they're definitely up there with... Vietnam torture, like, you know, just in the water and just like... I definitely reckon if we have to do, like, a top ten scenes of all time, it would be, like, like the Russian roulette would be up there for me, because it's like... I I think it's such a powerful scene. Top ten torture scenes, number one. Number two, all of Saw. (laughs) This this is literally, like, one of the funny things, because I was talking to Mercedes, because she likes to listen to him, and I listen to her, like... Not listen to her, listen to, but I listen to him along with her. And I was like, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a massive super cut from every video of every Aaron. We should do a, a top 10 this. We should do a top 10 that. It's like every video comes up with like two or three. We should do a top 10 worst shouts. It's <laughs> 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 just random. Top 10 worst, top 10 shouts. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one. I've got one. Top 10, number nines. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do a super cut. I'm just going to have every single Aaron top 10. So what would you like to see next? He's like, top 10. <laughs> <laughs> But so Deer Hunter, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. No, mine, I was going to say, I'll talk about it because my number nine is Deer Hunter as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's such an amazing film, and I feel like um, it's, it's kind of gone down. I feel like not a lot of people are paying attention to it as much as they did. But like, you know, I think it was, it's a solid film. I remember it making, I watched it and I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. I was just fully enthralled and I was really into it. And... What's the, uh, sorry, I don't mean to, what is no. the dude who's in The Godfather is in Deer Hunt as well? I don't know his name. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Not Robert De Niro. <laughs> like, uh, part, the other one, he's, he's like two. Fredo. <laughs> Fredo's character. Ah, uh, I know what you mean, but I have no idea. But he's literally in like both The Godfathers, Dog Day Afternoon, um, yeah. The I, Deer yeah. Hunt. And literally every film he did is like regarded as one of these top ten classic films, and he died of cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in uh, he's in uh, the conversation as well. That's it. That's yeah, that's the, the five fuck? films he's, he's in. So good. He's like yeah. he's in, like he's a really good actor. Like really good. So yeah, yeah, like he died of. Uh, I think he was dating. Uh, who's the woman in it as well? That's a really good actor as well. I have no idea about the name. But yeah, she's oh, really good, and I think it's probably De Niro, one of De Niro's best performances. If I, is it better than, you know what? I'm gonna say, it. is it better than Taxi Driver? Yes, I think he is better in Deer Hunter than. Have Taxi you Driver. ever seen the film The Intern, Jamie? No, have you seen, seen The Intern? <laughs> no, the uh, Yeah, I've oh, seen The Intern. Is a great performance by Robert De Niro. I've seen, yeah, he is pretty. Robert De Niro's best performance <laughs> is Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> the Warburton's advert. <laughs> Jesus. So, are we on number eight? It's Aaron. Yeah. 
Greece is the word at number eight. Um, you know, growing up, always wanted to be Danny Zuko. So you say Greece? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Greece is the word. Uh, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about it. Uh, great songs in in the film. I know they're all like forty-year-olds being in high school, and the story is not great for women at all. But the songs themselves make the film hold up. And uh, it's just a cool-looking film. Great cast. Um, two of my favourite songs ever. Beautiful uh, Dropout, Frankie Avalon. And uh, Stranded in the Driveway. Brandon. Brandon. A fool. A fool. <laughs> what will they say? Monday. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I actually did that as an audition for college, that song. I love it. I love it. Such an underrated song in that film as well, because like everyone just goes to Andy. Andy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the driving cinema bit, like with the with the hot dogs in there. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, I I love like the the second favorite bit is the Beauty uh, School Dropout bit. I love that as well. Yeah, yeah had to be in the list for seven years of the film. Yes, definitely. I haven't actually seen Grace the whole way through. Like. I've seen well, bits even I've seen and Greece. like stage I've seen stage shows of it for Christ's sake. But I don't know what the story is and I've don't think I've seen the whole film. I don't know what the story is, so I just know the songs are great. They're just in love, <laughs> isn't it? That's what the story is. Like The story is they meet on the summer vacation, but she has yeah. to summer loving. She's, she's only there for holiday. So she leaves. He's basically the leader of the the T Bird, cool, yeah. the boys. And then basically he starts at school and then all of a sudden she's transferred to this school. And yeah. he's basically like the cool kid and he don't want to obviously... She's a bit of a play. It's just dirty dancing, but like... It is a, it a lot like dirty dancing. And then dirty dancing. Bit, he's basically I don't want to look so weak or whatever. I need to be like the cool guy. And then basically they want to meet and have like fornication. Um, <laughs> meeting that fornication <laughs> uh, It's the implication yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Brian. Greece is very, very good So uh, number eight for me Is Brian De Palma's Second best movie Behind Mission Impossible mm. It is a great horror movie As Stephen King, it's Carrie Carrie uh, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. It's all about her in high school before she went off to do Star Wars. Basically, if you don't know the story, she's just a weird, like, outsider kid, and then oh, is Carrie Fisher gets bullied. No! <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this film. I don't know this film. It's Sissy Spacek, and it's also John Travolta in it as well. As, it, there's uh, a bit of blood of in her face, and that's all I know. A bit of blood in her face, basically. The the the, the popular girls tease this outside Yeah, girl. she wins from Queen. They win from Queen, and then she, they drop pig's blood all over her. She just can't and then she starts going, and she starts going crazy. <laughs> and then basically, she started developing these telekinesis powers and all of a sudden after that happens she starts going mental and like burning the school down and like basically killing everybody with tele- telekinesis powers that scene like the end scene the prom scene is amazing uh, but Sissy Spacek wait that's the well. end what happens at the start and that just basically her getting bullied and learning about her like basically starting to develop right. these telekinet- telekinetic powers just like take a chill pill innit you know what I mean like, I mean who doesn't get 
I mean, literally, <laughs> the, start, the start of the film, is like, she, she, she's there in the shower, and then all of a sudden she starts appearing, and she's getting really scared because she's starting a period, and then basically all the girls are just laughing at her, throwing tampons at her, saying, plug it up, plug it up, plug it up. They're actually trying I'm to sure help I'm sure that's her. what happens to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens in real life. It's just, you don't see it, because we're in the boys' bathroom. <laughs> you would never know. That's why we need a girl. Shove it in, shove it in. <laughs> I mean, I've chucked over a toilet roll or two in my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've done right. that, and then you've never had like a psychotic breakdown where you've just gone use your. I know it's slightly off topic, but I saw this like um, TikTok, and it was like this dude, and he was like, he gives people like money and that under the cubicles at toilets and that, and like, the Thanksgiving one, he gave somebody a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> what? The cubicle. <laughs> okay. Plug it in. Plug it in. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, yeah, Carrie is my number eight. It's a very good Stephen King book as well. But um, seven, Jared. Eight. Eight. Jesus. <laughs> oh, what is it? What is it? Dear Hunter Two. Taxi Driver now, which is weird that you said like Taxi Driver. Is it better than Dear Hunter? Well, on my list it is, but genuinely it was like I was like umming and ahhing which one to put there. I, just, I didn't really care. I think Taxi Driver probably stays the test of time because it's I don't know. It's just a. a I think the thing that's better about Taxi Driver is it's just an individual, a great performance. And they're a lot more rare, I think, than like, an ensemble good performance. Mm. Carries like, the film. Yeah, the the bit is a, it's a bit like pedo-ish, the young girl, but his, his, his intentions are right. I still mm. love the fact that like one of the scenes where they go on a date and he takes her to a fucking porno. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. like, it's completely mad to me how they actually showed porn in cinemas. That's completely yeah. mad yeah. to well, me. Like, that's actually a thing. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, oh, yeah, I know, but like, it's just. Like, weird. oh, imagine, like, you don't know where. Sometimes she's on the floor. Like, I yeah, am... like, I think, I think what's good about Taxi Driver, what they took a big part of Joker, is the fact that it does just make you feel like America's just shit. And I feel mm. like a lot of people probably have that feeling now, but the thing is now I feel like even when you're bad off in America or like England or something, you still got your plasmas, you still got your, you know what I mean, your, your cars and all that shit. But I feel like in the 70s, if you were broke, you had literally scrags and that was it. And I feel like this film does show that. Yeah. Speaking, I get what you yeah. Speaking of porn in the cinema, nobody better have deep throat. No, no. It, uh, it was it was yeah, all... for Linda, basically, uh, deep throat was like Linda Lovelace, who was like a massive star in the 70s, and they actually had a cinema release of her porn film. Oh. It almost made number one, but no. <laughs> it made 69. Honourable mention. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, Taxi Driver, I don't know if it'll be spoken again, but um, banging film. Just, yeah, why wouldn't you watch it? If, like, it does go well with Joker. Like, if you just watch that first and then watch Joker and be like, oh, they stole all this. It actually freaked me out how much it was like 
joke, joker. And uh, I just went back to watching an interview of Scorsese and he's like, no, I've not seen it. I'm like, yeah. How have you not seen it? Like it's literally like your film, like <laughs> just with like this is in it. this is the thing with a lot of seventies films. I feel like obviously in the future one, like the my top of the list, they're gonna be like the timeless films. But like with like the Deer Hunter, I feel like that's a good film, and like same Taxi Driver, it's a good film, but it it deserves the like praise for what it did at the time. But I feel like other films did it better, and like. Mm. Like this is the issue, like you, like the joke, for example. They'll be like, "Oh, it's a complete rip off of Taxi Driver." And where it might, why it might have been, it probably does Taxi Driver better, like just a modernized version of it. I liked Taxi Driver more just because all the way through it, I was just it's just building suspense all the way through of him, like literally, like he's getting closer and closer and closer to that tipping point, and then when it actually like tips over. He doesn't go on this like spiel of like killing like all the people you think he's gonna kill. Like he does like a good thing really, and I thought that yeah. was like my. I thought it was an actual like bit of a plot twist that I liked that it had like a happy ending in it really. Like, I mean, it he, does like, help that it's Scorsese because like he just he is like I feel like another director might have lost the point of the film where Scorsese yeah. just keeps it on a a line of your like yeah. banging film. Even. Uh, my number eight is it's going to be like uh, we know that the first one is going to be mentioned, but I was have to, you have to put part two in here. You have to. It's the Godfather part two. Um, it, for a long time, I probably held part two above the first one, but I rewatched them and like I I just couldn't. Cause, but it's interesting is, you say that because I also have them on my list and it is exactly the same way as you i was like two was always above yeah and, and i've like what we watched i'm like it just isn't better is it it's just no. longer i think it's mm. like the part two but it does so well like imagine like your it's your own film so you know you have a story set out for it but it, imagine your first film gets helmed as like one of the greatest films of all time even at the time it was released and then you have to follow it up with a sequel and it still holds up to that margin. Like it, like you know the. Well, I think part first one has like nine point two, part two has nine, and it did such a good job. I think of carrying a story and dissecting the main character. I forgot his name. Oh, what is his name? Corleone. Michael. Corleone. Michael. 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 Um, I thought Matthew first. Michael, but like he, he is such a good character. He is so well written, and I think part two is like his film. As much as I prefer The Godfather, in terms of Michael, in terms of character, part two is so much better because he really he's delves such a into good actor, this. though, isn't he? Like he's just one of them. So amazing! Where he's just film. like he dominates that film, and like I, oh, he's just. I feel we so, miss them actors now. Yeah, I feel he is such a good angry actor like he you, like he's kind of he reminds me of ian mckellen in the sense that he's really good at acting with his eyes and like where you can tell like where like where he's looking how he's looking at people and he's so good at it and he does but, such a good job and yeah i just think it's an amazing film godfather part two probably one of the most successful sequels i will talk about it later and it is yeah it's so amazing so maybe good. jamie and yeah I feel like he definitely needs to be. Oh, right. 
You need to, you need to. I, I, I had two films to watch for the 70s, and I watched one of them, and was like, you're not making my It's a mammoth of a film, though. I that that. Oh, yeah. It was between Too Warriors, long. it was Warriors and Godfather 2, and I was like, I watched the Warriors, and was like, yeah, this ain't making my top 10. <laughs> Kieran's face is like, what? Okay. I, I, didn't like, I don't like Warriors. Last night was like, the video again. <laughs> Look at Kieran's face. <laughs> um, It'll be on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> uh, are we on seven now? Back around, it's seven. It's Aaron. Um, my number seven is the last couple of film on this list, and it is The Godfather Part One. Um, I watched this a while ago. It, it probably it might get higher if I rewatched it again. Um, I had the same feeling I had with Apocalypse Now when I watched it. I was just underwhelmed because of the hype. Um, and I understand that it's a great film. I understand people love it. And I know that Brando's amazing in it. I know De Niro's amazing in the second one. But I just can't put it past like certain films in this list. And um, like I say, this one, because it's the one that I've not watched in probably a couple of years, it may may get higher if I rewatch it again, but it's a film that's like not on my list to rewatch like straight away. But it's still great Top though. I understand like this greatness though. Films. <laughs> <Top> <laughs> films to rewatch. Yeah. Who's got time to rewatch films? I'm just going, 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 you know? <laughs> it's like it's weird because you can have a film that you rank better. Like the film that you only watch once can rank better as a film that you'd watch over and over again. That's, yeah, like, I've I always agree with that. So I feel like, yeah, because not every film is a rewatchable film. What, yeah. I, what I would say about like Coppola, like I just don't put him. I think people rate him so high because of the time. Where now, like I feel like we've just got directors that are just so much better. I feel like with like Nolan, what we spoke, spoke about, and Fincher as well, and even like I don't know. Lucas, what he did with those films, maybe, but Coppola's always get Coppola and Kubrick always get talked as the greats, and I'm I just not really keen on their films. I, maybe it's just me. Though. I I think, and it'll show on my list as you'll find out. But I rate Coppola so highly above like Kubrick and even Scorsese. I rank mm. like it's just like I think it all comes down to preference, and I don't think yeah. that it's, I think Depends it's unfair. What you're going for, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's unfair because they direct such different films. I think if mm. it's like you're comparing Coppola and Kubrick, you only can really compare um, Full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse Now just because they're both Vietnam movies, yeah. even though they tell a completely different story. But I think like, you know, you need to keep an eye on like what kind of films they're making, like what kind of audience they're hitting because every director yeah, well, yeah, is like... like what, what's better? Like something like Spielberg or something, he, he has got the master of getting everyone to watch his films. But yeah. you're not gonna like watch like Godfather with your kid, are you? Because it just isn't mm, exactly. possible. You struggle to get some like thirty-year-olds to watch Godfather. Mm. I think it's just because like, like when you see like the IMDb ratings, especially like when you see it's it's consistently them two is like the top. Yeah. Uh, but I, th- I think it helps it with um lovers because like. You know, if you just put like Joe Joe Blogs watching it, like this is slow, this is shit. Mm. Whereas I guarantee they watch E.T. though. If 
that's the thing as well. I think it's one of those films. Like, I think it is a good film. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm thinking because, like you said, it's so high on the IMDb list and stuff. If you say it's bad, everyone's just like, no, you're wrong. That's exactly how I feel. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I only watched it about three years ago and I was like, yeah, it is good. I mean, I'll probably put it on the list. Mm. Uh, spoiler alert it's also my number seven people, as well it's because <laughs> people, people think like you put something at like at 10 on a top 10 it's like the worst you think it's like the mm. worst film ever it's like no it's Look, in the like top 10 500 <laughs> films left <then>. yeah, exactly <laughs> if you do in a top 500 it's 500 then maybe you're taking the piss but like if it's a top 10 and you put something at 10 that people think like oh yeah that's the worst film like ever then it's like no it's it's number yeah, 10. Yeah, I feel like you, you, <laughs> if, you, if it makes it like past five and you're only putting it there just because you think it deserves to be there, then you're doing your list wrong. You know what I mean? It shouldn't mm. be. I mean, your top, top five are your main five. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. why like, Howard the Duck missed out on the top five. <laughs> I thought it was three. <laughs> no, it's I'll sick. never take uh, <laughs> the name Coppola in vain because Sophia Coppola has done one of my favourite films of all time. Yeah. So. The but like guys. I say, um, the Virgin <laughs> Suicides, film, by the way, that, that was on my shortlist for the nineties. Great soundtrack for. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, seven for me is Godfather as well. So, yeah, Jared. Number seven. <laughs> I doesn't hit like nine though. It doesn't hit like nine. <laughs> wow, I put this at seven. It could be higher, but I think seven's where I'm happy with it. It's one flew over cuckoo's nest. Oh, okay. I just think it's a, a great film, and you just see, oh, what's his name? It was the main actor. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. He's just one of them performances where yeah, no one else is amazingly strong in the film, but he carries the whole film, and he just makes it. Aaron's eating. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. It's just you see the mental asylum and that, and it's like, it is a bit of a weird film because you're like, is, is he mentally tapped or is he just being here on a holiday? It's one of Christopher like Lloyd's first films as well. Christopher oh, really? Lloyd's in it as well. Yeah. yeah, He's one of the patients. But a uh, little fact as well, obviously the TV show comes out this week, I believe. Oh, Ratchet. Wow. Nurse Ratchet, basically. Uh, from, um... It's Sarah Paulson um, for American Horror Story and everything. It's by Ryan Murphy who does American Horror Story and stuff, but they're doing a prequel to One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest about the nurse in One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. See, I don't know how I feel about that because, like, I'm not watching it for the nurse. I'm literally watching it for Jack Nicholson's performance around the other characters in the film. Yeah. But, I mean, Ryan Murphy has done some really good stuff, obviously. They've done, like, Assassination of Gianni Versace and American Horror Story and People vs. OJ... Yeah, that was great. Ryan, Ryan Murphy, like he knows how to do drama and comedy. Obviously, the Glee as well. Um, well, we'll see. Queens, but, uh, but yeah, I think seven is where I'm happy with it. I felt it it deserves its place on the list. It just missed out on mine. Uh, but again, it's always going to be one of those films. It's only one of three to win the big five, so it, mm. it should be regarded oh, yeah. as one of the best. Films the legendary ever. film. Yeah. yeah. Talk about. Um, uh, Sorry, go on. I go for it. No, I was going to like say my number seven, so go for it. <laughs> uh, talking about the number seven, Jamie, I was thinking about if we do eventually do these like top films, all of us put the 
film seven is our number seven because of the we number will. seven. Yeah. Will that get a will that get an honourable mention as like a higher points because we put it as seven? Because <laughs> if it was an actual list, I was watching it the other night and I was thinking like it's probably being top three mm-hmm. in the nineties. Well, we said that in the nineties. We said it, sh- it should be. It should. It is a top three film, <laughs> but there is no way you cannot put seven on a list and not put it at seven. I, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, it was meant to be my number three. It was meant to be my number three. But then I, you guys were like so pissed off at me. It would have been my number three. It would have been my number three. As so, long as it, uh, to be fair, it might get a wild card to go back into the top ten. Who knows? <laughs> I think I. I'm going to petition. Still finish you putting, and still finish above something else because there's only seven. Are you putting seven as like on the same level of like Honey G or something? Honey G? Honey like G? A it's not even a top oh, 100. <laughs> no, Honey G, the like X Factor singer. Because they always had that wild card. He was like, Honey G. Wow. <laughs> oh, I was, I, I thought you were thinking of, um, Honey G. No, I thought you were thinking of like who before Borat. And the oh, what's his name? Ali G. I thought I was thinking of Ali G. When you say Ali, I say G. Speaking of though, they've just the the film Borat too. Yeah, yeah, they filmed it all. Mm. It's ready to go. What? Look at Jared Yeah, <laughs> oh, some some guy on Twitter just literally had a film recording and they were filming Borat, and he's just there oh, in his car oh, like changing. They're not making a Borat. They are. Yeah. It's already. They've already announced it. It's already finished Jamie. filming, and it's going to be released. What was that thing you put on about today about the Sassy Bowen Cohen film with uh, the big short guy? Oh, the uh, it's a new Aaron Sorkin uh, film coming to Netflix. It just worries that when it's on Netflix, though, it's just like it's like it's like doing Russian roulette, isn't it? It's like it is like a straight to DVD, isn't it? And then like yeah. some yeah. can be good, yeah. some could be well, awful. It's, it's Aaron Sorkin, so you know, yeah, it's directing there, so. it or yeah, it's written and directed. Yeah, look, mate, oh, I watched that Damien Sasha Baron Cohen, and I remember Joseph Gordon-Levitt turned up at one point. I hope that like he learns something from directing because Molly Molly's game was like really good script and had really good scenes, but his direction was just so lackluster yeah, in my opinion. Casting it was just so basic. Casting was weird in that film as well. Like Idris Elba, like. Yeah. I, I do love because I'm a big fan of poker, so I was like really in love with like the whole story, but like. With Toby Maguire's character. Is it Michael Sierra? Yeah, Sorry, not um, Toby Play your ex. Play your ex. It's like, I love that whole mystery. Like, how she just Definitely she Toby. doesn't say his name. Do you think it's Toby? Well, it's a book, isn't it? So, Toby. obviously, in the book, they can't announce it, who it was, but it's definitely Toby. It's got to be. Mm. I, think it's Tom. I think it's Tom Cruise. But, um... In what? Sorry. <laughs> I watched this. All his uh... money's in Scientology, so it's fine. <laughs> I watched this, uh, like, thing Molly's on game, by the way, George. I watched this thing on YouTube the other day about this underground, like, Hollywood uh, network of people playing um, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Proper cool people playing, mate. Honestly, like... Yeah, they, they, it's they, just post, like, they post it on Instagram. Like, they had, like, a massive D&D party. Yeah, no, I just, Honestly, I just love it how you make it sound so, like, illegal. Like, oh, under, like, oh, yeah, it's just underground cult. Shit thing. goes down. Yeah. <laughs> There's blood mm. then, <laughs> You see that Marlon Brando scene at the end of uh, Puppets that remind me of that. Like you go down the river, you finally get there, and then you get in that basement, play Dungeons and Dragons. You think you think that's part of the apocalypse now? That was just real footage taken from the last D and D session they did. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what the read D and D does. So next time you're on the black black web, 
uh, also known uh, as YouTube, just search that underground. Uh, you type in underground D on YouTube. <laughs> no, type in underground D on the dark web. My number seven, it was mentioned in Jar- Jarrah's honorable mentions. It is Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, one of my favorite like interrogation kind of films. Like it's so good. I think again, like, it's one of the most realistic as well. Like a pe- people who actually negotiate with crim- criminals watch that film, and I, they teased it in Mindhunter. If anyone's seen Mindhunter, if you haven't I love watched, Mindhunter. yeah, like he was using Dog Day Afternoon as like a like teaching lesson. It's like oh, what to do, what not to do, what is he doing right, what he's doing wrong, and. And I just love the dialogue in the film, and I love the fact that it was paced the way it was. Like it wasn't paced like a traditional kind of like action shoot 'em up kind of thing. It was really well acted. And there's really no dialogue. reason for him to do what he does in the film. Though. Yeah, no, he just do does. <laughs> what do you mean? There's no reason. He just does. <laughs> re- but no, like, but like uh, obviously, like I know the dude, like. Yeah, like obviously the reason why he does it, but he didn't have to, did he? Like he just chose to. Right, I'm gonna rob a bank. Oh well, sorry, sorry, Jared, we can't be put in your place of privilege. Being well, I'm straight, I'm not gonna rob but... a bank <laughs> for my friend who's. You know what I mean? Maybe you're not as caring as Al Pacino, Jared. Well, I rob a bank for me. I've got a toenail. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do think it's like so it's a criminally underrated film. I like not a lot of people know about it and I think for the time it was so good. Like, you know <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. But like yeah, I do think it's really great and it does definitely deserve a mention in this list and it deserves to be watched by more people. It definitely a really killer script. I love the script for that film so much. That was on my list of films to get from HMV, but they didn't have it in, so that's not what I watched. <laughs> right. I, could have been yeah. I could have been talking to you about it, but uh, <laughs> no. no. You are going to be talking to us about your number six. Um, what's my number <laughs> six? I said The Godfather. Um, oh, Taxi Driver is my number six. This is one that I watched like the last... Uh, few days for the first time i've watched i've obviously seen like a the big scenes in it uh before and i'm sure i did watch it years ago but i probably didn't understand it as much as i did now and um like we've spoke about before it's just an unbelievable like self-performance by De Niro. and uh yeah it's really great what jared's saying about it is when it's an ensemble cast like you can't really get that one person standing out where in this film it's it's so much different to like Goodfellas because it's got the three of them, but it's just great by De Niro all the way through. And it just watching Joker as well, it just freaks me out how, how much film like is in homage. Well, how much Joker is in homage to Taxi Driver as well. But yeah, love it. Mm. Loved it. Uh, my number six just missing out on the top five. Is it horror? It's The Exorcist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you've already said the Exorcist. You can't be like it's number eight. The Exorcist. Kevin had it as no, number I, ten. I, I, I had it as number ten. <laughs> uh, but I said, I said I'll talk about it later. You definitely said that on your list. He's getting double points <laughs> in it. Well, my number. I can take number ten off my list if you want. It was a new hope. I mean, other stuff that missed out. I mean, 
the take take off, it's still making the top uh, top. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was that like Rocky Horror, Monty Python's Holy Grail. Like, oh, Rocky Horror is great. Uh, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Mur- okay. Murder on the it's Orient big. Express. The original. Oh yeah, the original. Oh, the Kenneth Branagh one. It was so boring. It was so It's Anthony Perkins, though. It was nice to see him not being Norman Bates. So. Good point. But yeah, we talked about it before, so we don't need to hash on about The Exorcist. But hash away. The Exorcist. Gerard. Is that right? Just um. He hasn't got his list. He hasn't got far. He hasn't got that far. No, he, he, he went, I could do with some hash. <laughs> <laughs> you all missed it and I started. I've never, I've never had hash this time. Bull <laughs> fucking shit. No, hash is like um, the tobacco version, isn't it? But it's definitely weird. done the cocaine. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> edit that out. Edit this out. <laughs> but he's done all of Okay. Speaking of people that deal with cocaine, <laughs> it's the Godfather part two in number six. Yeah, but I'll keep it in now. I can't edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty damn. So, another one we've said it already. Uh, yeah, it is just a really great film. I think the reason it's at number six for me instead of number one being there is that the film just I think it has some tangents that I would be like yeah you could cut that down cut that down but like it's just too long like I don't feel films should have intermissions like I'd like the rest of my day thank you But, like, one thing I love is that we're putting The Godfather Part 2 and, like, The Godfather, like, films that are held to such a high degree on this list, but all we can do is, like, like put out the negatives. But <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm thinking. Because, like, five it films is... higher. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, a perfect film. Like, it's number six, for Christ's sake, on my list. It, we know it's good. Everyone yeah. who's seen Godfather knows it's good. I'm just saying the reasons why, for me, it doesn't break the top five. Yeah. And it's just the weird bit where they go to, like, is it Cuba they go to? That's in the first one. Oh, is it? Yeah, when, like, and he meets the girls. Oh, no, oh, I'm That's thinking about Sicily. when he goes back to... No, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about <laughs> Sicily, sorry. Yeah, Sicily. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it he goes part... to Cuba, oh, yeah, two, and then, yeah. like, then there's the De Niro storyline. And I just feel like it just is just a little bit too long, but... It is a great film, and there's, yeah. there's so many good bits in it. Like the imagery of it is just wow. I think with like the part two, it's like I one thing with me that I think has really helped me, like as a like a person who like loves studying film, is that I really don't give a shit about runtime. Like I can watch three out. Like sometimes, like there was one point in time, like I, I'm less like this now, but like there was one point in time where I prefer a three-hour, four-hour film to like an hour and a half film, in my opinion. But like. I think the case of that is like there is so much to the story of the Godfather, and oh, don't there's... get me wrong, they they need the length. But my issue yeah. is, if it comes down to it, and I've got the whole day to myself, and I'm like, right, am I going to watch a two-hour film here that gives me a lot of enjoyment, or mm-hmm. I'll watch a better four-hour film almost? It's like 
I'm just going to pick the two hour one yeah. because. Yeah. What's this? I, I, 93 I get minutes. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. I, 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 I start start again. It's like it's like <laughs> I think I think it definitely serves like it's definitely not only a telling of the time but also it depends solely on the film. You cannot fit in The Godfather or Part Two into like ninety minutes. Not like even one. You can't fit The Godfather. Oh, no, you, into can't. you can't. You can't fit Part yeah, Two just into like, ninety if, minutes. If I, if, <laughs> I, I don't like a film where it, I have to be in the mood to watch it. I yeah. just like films that I can just watch. Yeah. But I have to be in the mood to watch Godfather mm. 2. I think I could probably watch Godfather 1 without being in the mood. But 2 is just yeah. like a... Jesus, like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. A... I remember when I watched... Get my heavy hat I, on. Like, I was the sun's so... gone up and gone down since <laughs> the film started. I remember <laughs> when I watched the had the trilogy and I've always wanted to watch like the all three Godfathers and I watched them all back to back. And it strains, it strains on your mind. But I had like there's only I one grew... worst trilogy you could do back to back, and that's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, I did that. Well, it took yeah. me three days, but yeah, I did that, and I started at Middle Earth, and then like at that time when they were going, <laughs> ended up in the Wizarding World. Serious <laughs> 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 black chilling. I'm pretty sure I dreamt not not fun, not funny. You know that's, not, that's not funny. You know what? Sleep. You know what's mad though? Like I'll, I'll happily like binge like a full series, but when yeah. it comes to films, I don't know what it is, but like it's like apocalypse now. Honestly, it's because the Vietnam it's, War when it started. It's because with TV shows, like each episode is like you get a full really story. Fun. Yeah, you yeah. get a full story, but with like films, it's like rolling out. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm the same as Mercedes. I'm like, I can't bother just watching a film. Can we not just watch an episode or something? And mm. before you know it, I could happily watch a full season, say Cobra Kai, for example, five hours. I'd happily sit and watch all five hours of that back to back. But when you're saying, oh, let's go watch The Godfather, I'm like, ugh. Mm. <laughs> also, I'll say about this list, like what Jared was saying before about the negatives, like I'll say so far, and I think up to about maybe film three, none of these films will get in my, my 80s list or probably my 90s list. I think this has been like the worst decade by yeah, far. This decade is like, for me, the 60s is the worst decade. And which is weird in terms of like, the, in terms of the whole films, like there's two films on uh, the 60s that are like, I'll rank in like my top 20 of all time. But like, mm. in terms of the 70s, I think it was such like a turning point for cinema. Because not only did colour become more mainstream and more accessible, but you had so much more violence and like and drugs were like rampant in like the film industry too like um what's that documentary something easy rider like has easy rider in the name yeah that's but like you know that doc yeah yeah it's like there's a whole documentary about it and literally the 70s of cinema rampant with fucking drugs hookers like violence i'm pretty sure niall did a whole like essay on all of that yeah uh, it's like Easy Riders and Raging Bulls or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Easy Riders and Raging Bulls. Well, you got to think, like, these are the films that someone like Tarantino grew up with. Yeah. And you see why his films are like this. I think it wouldn't, even though the 70s is like a weird decade, you would not have modern cinema without the 70s. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, though, like how uh, I was saying, I think it was last week what I was saying where when we were talking about Ridley Scott and they're all connected in the 70s with Coppola, uh, Spielberg, and George Lucas. They're all like yeah. um, close friends. And 
who's close friends with actors as well, like yeah. uh, Harrison Ford, Robert DeVille. Where nowadays you don't really see that, um, like director wise. Yeah. I know you've, you've got um, like the, the marriage more of rivals, friends. though, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, like you've got yeah. like the Judd Apatow crew where, where like Adam Sandler, where they're all just going to be in the same films, but they're not mm. going to be like Oscar films, are they? Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, it's literally like I feel like directors feel like right. I've got to hate you because if we're like enemies, you like you could take my film. But now, but back then, I feel like you were given more opportunities to like At just cinema, make a good film. I think I feel like back. Oh no, carry on. Oh. Sorry, yeah. I was gonna say I feel like back then, like I feel like well now it's like it's so hard to find like an original idea. Where back then you just had the independence, where like you could pretty much everything you wrote back in the seventies was gonna be like a, like a new idea. Yeah. Like, how are you film. gonna make the Joker now it's film? It's so yeah. hard to find like um, that original I think, idea. Now. I think the like this cinema, modern cinema today, we need a, just a killer collective of filmmakers in the same way the 70s that know each other that like you know that bring in a new audience like i don't care whether it's at like netflix it'll probably have i think it'll probably start with netflix but i feel like cinema just needs something to get people into it more and make it more mainstream because we're just Mm. so saturated with the fucking marvel and superhero and kind of like rehashing Mm. shit and we just need like a collective or something like that. At 824, yeah. they kind of like peaked it up a little bit. Like with 824, they kind of brought more independent films to a mainstream audience, which was really good. But we just need that kind of like, I feel like thing the that issue they have is in the 70s. The, they need, we need that. Like when you have like films in the 70s, The Godfather doesn't have any special effects. So yeah. it's just people and talking. Yeah. 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 Whereas like Damn. now, I don't know, like, I most think of the film, like, Little Battle Angel or something. That is so hard just to have but, that idea. Then you've got to admit, like, if the, if the plot's bad, then... It's been, like, two rubbish. years of making all the... Um... Yeah, yeah, you've, you've just... You've just mm. making the film itself is hard enough that the plot probably will have to drop off exactly. just to make it look good. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the problem. And, like, the films that do it well, like Fury Road, Furo does that well where it's solely action and it's not really about the plot, but it's such a good film and the action's done so well. It's like, but like you get something like, okay, I'm like with Marvel, I know we've talked about it, but I just don't get Marvel. I don't get why it is so hyped up. And like, I get it, it's a whole cinematic universe and it's so enthralling, but there's no. It's just the same shit over and over again. The same kind of story well, over like, and over it's again. It's pop music, though, isn't it? People like it's Fast like... and Furious, though, and Coldplay, don't they? Yeah. Like, I just let's don't, be honest. I just don't get it. It's I don't not, think, like, I don't interesting think to me. I don't think Marvel's the biggest problem, really. I think it's the problem is the audience. In, in, in cinema yeah. now, it's like the, there's no, like, B-movies anymore. Um, there's only, it wouldn't like, work. There's only, like, blockbusters, and then, like, there's, like, indie films. Like there's there's so many films oh, in like, the middle, yes. Yeah, in the, those middle ground films where they don't have the huge budget, just aren't like made anymore. Yeah, I um, feel like when you do get them middle films, like I'm trying to like a Bill and Ted or something, it just mm. feels like they cheaped out almost. Yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. They, they wanted to make that yeah. that a Hollywood film, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the budget and that just, for it, so it just comes across as like oh, you're in the and middle what of you've like. Seen, what you're saying as well about like the actors as well is like 
if De Niro doesn't bring his A game, like his ten out of ten performances in Taxi Driver, like the film flops. Like where now, like because of like there's so much that goes into a film, your actors now don't need to do that because they've got other things that can go wrong in the film and things like that. Like it. They can CGI to make you smile and do your facial expressions. They can CGI to take your (laughs) moustache off your face. Well, that's the thing with, like, DiCaprio. Like, say if he's not, like, amazing in, I don't know, like, I just think a film like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or something, or something like that. (laughs) Like, I thought he was good in that, but say if he wasn't good in that, you'd be like, oh, well, it's fine, he'll have another girl with Tarantino. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll get another chance. I was going to say before uh, going off what Kieran said about cinema, it's one thing that really annoys me. I check it all the time. If you're counting Disney as a franchise, for example, like you go to see the new Disney film because it's a Disney film, right? So I count Disney as a franchise. It don't matter what film comes out, even if it's a horse's shit, you're going to go watch it because it's a new Disney movie. Mm. Um, So if you count Disney as a franchise, there are only technically one film now because the other one is now a franchise. There's only one slash two. Films that are not a franchise movie in the top 50 high schools and movies of all time. Just so ridiculous. Like, yeah. what, what happened to just a good film? And that is Titanic yeah. and Avatar, which is Avatar and now going to be a franchise. And they would have only sold set seats because of Cameron. And Avatar's becoming a franchise. That's what I mean, yeah. So Titanic is technically the only And Titanic is also franchise. becoming a franchise. But like, <laughs> Space Titanic, Everything come on. else, like if you look at the top 10... You have Avengers Endgame, now number one. Avengers, um, you have Force Awakens, Black Panther. Uh, the remake of Beauty and the Beast was in there. Minions. Lord of the Rings. <coughs> Minions. Lord, Lord of the Rings, the Rings is somewhere Harry there po- in the top Harry 20. Potter. Harry Potter's just out of the top 10. They don't take so risks anymore. Why would you take trans- risks? Fast yeah. 7. Fast 7's like 6th of all time. Yeah. If, you're, if you're putting why are you there? 200 million into a film, though, you want a guaranteed billion back. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like back in the day, there was hardly any film that made over a billion. There was Jurassic it's... Park and Titanic. Now, there are about 25 films that have made over a billion and about five that's made over two billion. It spreads over... Money's ridiculous now. It, it spreads over to, like, music as well, obviously. Like, but, uh, like, with music, like, fans don't get money anymore. Like, there's only, like, a couple of genres in the, the whole music industry. The, the industry's, like, literally controlled by... I think 95% of like what you hear on, on like charts and that are controlled by like free uh, labels now where there used to be hundreds and hundreds of labels, but it doesn't matter as much with music because it doesn't cost a lot to make an album. It costs a lot. It does cost a lot in the sense of like a band would have to pay for the studio and things like that, but it's not on the same level as what a film costs. And if a film costs, if a director gets a chance um, and then a studio said, like, here's a million to, or like, here's 100 million to make a film, and then he doesn't make that uh, back, then it's so like, he's just out there, then he's like, even they're, if they're a film does make half second. a million, uh, half a billion, it's like, well, we could have had more, mate. Mm. So, like, yeah, they were, for, just for example, the Battle Angel, they were going to make a second one, but they're not going to anymore because it didn't make enough money. Yeah, mm. I was going to say there was something similar to that. Say it had a budget of like 300 million, it made 500 million, but you know, it didn't make enough, so we're not going to make another one. You still over yeah. profited and you still made your money back plus more, but it wasn't as successful as you wanted it to be. So, you know what? We'll, we'll put it on the burner for 10 years and we'll make it again, probably. So, the problem I is, least, though, no, yeah, 
none of us are ever like we're the worst people to talk about it because we like love film we're doing this now we all buy film we all go to cinema we're not the ones that like are ruining the industry we're the ones that like keeping it going so it's not us it's, it's putting yourself in the shoes of like the normal viewer and the, pe- the people yeah. who go to the cinema maybe once yeah, every well, couple of months and it's you, how do you get them now. oh you're an Oscar film that's just what it is yeah like something yeah. like Whiplash while it's not my I, favorite film of all time, my, my it, do, it, it when, does deserve props because it's I, got yeah, a low budget. Yeah. I I hate it when like it's the same thing in music. Like you know, like say okay, Drake for instance. I hate Drake, and people are like, I like Every I like Drake song oh, will be top ten. Yeah. Like it just is exactly. And I hate and like I love all these other artists. And people's arguments say that Drake's sick is like, oh well, I don't see your artist getting a mm. billion. Like you, your your artists aren't that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like, it, it doesn't in, matter. In music, it, it's, it, it's different to film. The light, like I would never you ever can buy ever care Spotify about it. Like Spotify views. Yeah, yeah. I would never. Like you buy a few, get near Haven't the we? top, and it's like, find okay. out. We could be the number one <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, Honestly, I'll put an antenna. I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but like if I got like on a cover of Enemy or like if I got like a top ten single, or I feel like I was doing something wrong because of the people who are up there. And I think with music, like, I think musicians just don't want to be like that. But with films, like, the Oscars are, obviously, you, have you to want be to get the awards. You can't not be. Yeah. Uh, you know. Th- yeah, and I think, like... Suck up to a Harvey Weinstein, I, even though you know I he's think, a dickhead. But I don't know if it's, like, just us, because it kind of brings up that La La Land quote <laughs> when um, John Legend is... <laughs> talking to fucking Ryan Gosling but it's like do you, like I don't know if it's a case where we're being traditionalists or we're just like you know I just have to accept the way cinema is now what? but I think we just I think it can be like the way it was I I, I think original films can be at the height nah it's even... gone it's gone yeah. coronavirus has made it even worse <laughs> yeah what, what we have got that they didn't have in the 70s though is tv yeah like yeah. TV now is, is insane. Like there's there's actors in TV like they would never go into TV shows back in like the eighties or nineties, even two thousands. Like, um, but just what certain TV shows have done is like each week there's a new show on Netflix, Netflix or Amazon or Apple or whatever with a huge actor is the the main. And sometimes this there's even there's so much of it now. It's annoying because there's so much there's of it too now. Too much. There's too, the amount um, of times I've just wrote a list also, of things I want to watch. Also, mm. But also, it's annoying because you want to know why. And this is the thing that I feel like producers and like and every kind of business, like Universal, Warner Brothers, whatever, mm. they don't realize is that most of the TV shows that are getting so hyped up and so much praise are mm. originals. Like mm-hmm. Mr. Robot. Helm is like one of the greatest TV mm. shows of the 2010s. Original, totally original. Mm. Get, I know, like, get, I get like Game of Thrones and stuff like that were like um, adaptations, but I think adaptations shouldn't be in the same thing as like franchises because mm-hmm. even still, adaptations can be original to an extent. But yeah, it's just the thing that winds me up so much about uh, TV though is just like I hate. I hate so much investing in something that gets cancelled. It winds me up so much. Like I won't yeah, watch yeah. Hannibal, even though I love Lawrence Fishburne and Mads Mikkelsen, but and my girlfriend keeps telling me to watch it. But I'm not watching something that doesn't end. And it yeah. it's like Mindhunter now. Like how does that get cancelled? How I don't does understand. that not? Um, 
with the Netflix, if it doesn't get the views, I don't know their algorithms, like I don't know how they work, but they just act shows so fast. Like every week, like they act more and more shows. Uh, instead of just sticking with what you've got, where at least with film, like. Oh, with Netflix, though, is they can push whatever they want. If they want you to mm. watch Strange Things, you are going to watch Strange Things. I've like, never watched Strange Things. They I'm, put it on I'm, the big screen, they'll email you everything. It's like, Stranger Things, yeah. now. It's like, shut the Netflix. fuck up. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. Why don't you watch Goonies. this this weekend? <laughs> I, why I'm not? Goonies is good. No, no, no. I mean, like, I'm not watching. Number three on my 80s list. No, Goonies is great. Speaking of numbers, what number are we up to? <laughs> Sorry, massive tangent. But no, but that was a good tangent, though. It's my, it's my number six. No, but Aaron was going to say something the Goonies. about Netflix. Oh, yeah, the last thing it. I'll say about Netflix is uh, like they, they bought out like the biggest figure, uh, viewing figures. And I'm a part of the problem because ever since high school, I just, as soon as I finish Friends, I'll rewatch it again. I'm watching it now. I always, I'm constantly always watching Friends. And Friends is still like by far the most watched show on Netflix. It's just like insane, like, uh, it's just like easy to how watch. much the viewing figures are something it. like Friends I don't... compared to like one of their originals. No. I don't get why Friends is like... Friends. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah, that's not... I, I don't like Friends, but you guys know that. Um... <laughs> Netflix, by... they just put out <laughs> shit movies <laughs> and people Netflix. watch these Cuties. shit movies. Cuties, hashtag cancel Netflix. <laughs> you know, their stock went down 2%, just saying. Um... <laughs> just, yeah, fuck them. Boycott Netflix. Let's all cancel our Netflix right now. <laughs> oh, I don't boycott like, Netflix. Boycott people who watch the shows Netflix. that Netflix put out. I'm actually, we've got Netflix streaming downstairs. Because the like, sheep. You see that Power film, right? You, you see the 15 seconds of it. How is Power? Seconds. How is Power? Nobody's going to watch Power unless they're like, yeah. oh yeah, it's got superheroes. No, I'm not. Yeah, like, it's just. Literally, that's so how he's down. Bad, like. And it's just a shame, like, the show, like, The Boys might not get the recognition that something else will get. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Banging for the show. Right. Yeah, number six. On it. Number six. Um, it's a film that probably no one has heard of. Here we go. <laughs> he's got his pencil. He's got his book. Let's hear it. it. The Ecuadorian classic. <laughs> Paraguay's finest. Probably, it is, out of all these films, probably one of the most ahead of the time films. You'll be surprised at how good it is. It's a film called Sounder. Sounder. It is. What Sounder. Is it? Sounds like a it, no, it's, Amer- it's American. It's an American, it's American film. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a foreign sound, film on It's your list? sound, ER, like sound. But do you like have a literally. Film on your list, uh, no, I had Solaris, but that was in my honorable mentions. Oh, it's a dog and. Yep. Andre Karkovsky. But um, so, Sounder is a, an amazing, it's a so, such film. an emotional film. It's not a Disney film. Um, it's got a Disney logo above it. Oh, has it? Oh, I didn't even know that. Wait, what are you, are you sure you're watching? Oh, let's, sorry. Let's get on yeah, Disney was, Plus. Yeah, I've got a Disney. Was he just looking at a weird dog in a man movie? No, no, it looks yeah. like a remake to me. No, it is when a remake. Sounder is 1972. Okay, what with a Disney Presents Sounder. Yeah, Sounder is a 1972 film, but it's... Okay, well, tell us about it. Fucking yeah. incredible. Basically, it's based in the, um, the Depression era, pre-Depression era. And it's about a father who goes um, to prison because he stole something, stole food for his family, it's and red. it's of the kid, and it's of the kids, um, kid growing, uh, stole some bread. Stole some bread. <laughs> oh, I thought you said he did it. <laughs> it's a kid growing up and coming of age without his father, and honestly, 
if Richard Linklater was alive in the seventies, it, it's like a Richard Linklater film. Honestly, it's the script. This he would phenomenal have it from the seventies and released it now. But like, the thing is, <laughs> it is filmed so ahead of its time. I'm not even kidding. You watch that film, and it's like a lot of shots in it are so modern. Like you know, when you watch a seventies film on the shots and everything like that, you can tell it's a seventies film, or you can tell it's a sixties, eighties, because of the way it's shot. With Sounder, if it was maybe just remastered or something like that it will look like a, a 2000 film it's so well made and so drastically horrifically underrated it's such an emotional story to, story as well the ending of that film breaks me like it is acted so well shot so well the music is glorious it's fucking incredible and Does it, it break is... you as much as this is us Q aaron it reminds me of This Is Us. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> oh, Jack! Um, but, like, nah, it, honestly, like, it, it is kind of weird in the way, like, how the kid kind of idolises his dad in the same level as Jack, like, the kids idolise Jack in that film, in the TV show. But, like, it's just such an incredible film, and I think that if you are into Richard Linklater or anything like that, into like emotional family dramas or coming of age uh, films, Sounder is like a film that you should definitely watch because not a lot of people have heard of it. And like, I'm surprised, well, I'm not surprised, but I, I do think that more people should know about it. It looks a bit it, like of Mice and Men. He's very good, and maybe no, it'll it come just, up later as well, Kevin. No, no, it won't. But like, yes, no. And the only re- the only reason you think is because it looks like of Mice and Men is because it's depression era. But but okay. no, nah, I think everyone should watch Sounder. It's a great no, film. I'm depressed. <laughs> but it's okay. Don't get too depressed because we're in the top five now. Oh yes, um, I'm, back, I'm back in the room. How long did we talk about fucking Netflix? Oh my god, sorry. Netflix. <laughs> nah, they deserve it. It's like you, don't what? go back onto it. Move <laughs> 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 on. They've got enough view of your view time. Should we do yeah, top? Should we do top ten tangents? No, top ten tangents. Based on sorry, my number five. Getting into the big five. <laughs> Is a film that I watched recently on Netflix. So talking about Netflix, my number five is a film. <laughs> and he has like a brief pause. <laughs> I was like, "It's a film." Um, it's mean yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not actually. No, I'm, I'm joking. I, know, I didn't really watch it on Netflix. It's, oh, uh, it's, it's the only seventy saw on Mean Street <laughs> on Netflix, wasn't it? Uh, French Connection is my number five, and wow. this is this is weird. But like, when I watched this film, I just it just reminded me so much of like watching Fury Road, where it's just like my name is Max, I'm the Road Warrior, and then it's just like one chase for like two hours, and it's just like exhilarating like the whole whole way through. And it was like this with French Connection. It was just it tells you the story briefly of what's going on, and then it's just watching. Gene Hackman just chased this French guy in there. It, it makes those boring missions that like have been in like every Assassin's Creed where you're following people and whispering, uh, hearing them with talk, uh, makes makes those like boring missions like so exciting. And it's just uh, Gene Hackman at his best. And 
probably like one of the best films I've watched in ages, really. Yeah, but loved it. And the car chase uh, with the train is amazing as well. Fair Underrated in the uh, 70s, uh, Gene Hammond, though. He's been in yeah. quite, he's been in a lot yeah. of great films. I, I haven't seen French Connection. It's always been one of them films, but it's always been in my head helmed in an area which I don't really find interesting, like the James Bond kind of It's like Italian area. job. Yeah. It's like Italian I, job. Uh, just, I never really got into those films because, like, I don't know, they just always seem to follow a formula, but at the same time, mm. like, you know, I do want to give it a go because it seems like a must-watch. I think he won an Oscar for it. Um, what for? Best actor. Oh, I shit. Think, I think he did, anyway. I'm just going to double-check that. But, yeah, uh, I definitely recommend it. That's sick. Well, top five... <laughs> For myself, was a film that's already been mentioned. It's widely recognised as the first true Horror. slasher film. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't believe it is, but <laughs> a little bit earlier. But it is the most famous one. It's Halloween. It's one of our Halloween. Yes, one of my most famous Halloween. bits about it all. If you've ever seen the script, like John Carpenter's Halloween. He doesn't actually have a name, Michael Myers. He's just known as the shape in the whole script. And he's just the shape all throughout it. And like I say, I class it as a stalker film because it's literally just the eeriness of it, of him just following Laurie Stroud all around. And I don't know, slasher films, it's not really slash until he actually starts killing people. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think like when you stalk, seems much more connected to that film than Slasher in my head, yeah. Yeah, Slasher has to be a serial killer. Mass killer, yeah, sure, it's got that. But it has to go around killing, like, all different people. Yeah. And again, you're going to have the final girl, which it does, but um, I'd say it's more class of a stalker film because you're kind of more eerie um, about it all. But, yeah, Halloween is my top five. Did Gene Hackman win, Aaron, before we move on to Jared? He did, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Jared, top five. Is it Saturday Night Fever? Yes. Uh, what? I didn't. That is a shocker. I didn't expect that. I actually love this film. I don't know why people give it like so much stick because they think it's cheesy. But it's nothing like Grease. If you can the end, it's Grease. You in the end of Saturday Night Fever. It's like he's literally ending a rape scene, and his friend dies, and it's like, what the fuck, like. I haven't watched it, so Jesus. Yeah, I haven't like, watched it. What the fuck? Yeah, okay, well, it was like, rape, talk murder. Was... I'm in it now. I was Gaspar Noe, oh my God. Like, it. It's not murder, he like, dies. It, but, it was Gaspar Noe in the 70s. <laughs> but yeah, like, John Travolta, what, what a sex, sexy man. If they put, if that, if they released that <laughs> film in, like, Belgium, Kieran would have watched it seven times. There's, um, oh, there's like, a PG version of it. <laughs> It's quite weird because he swears a lot in the film and that. But um, anyway, just like the film, it just like it's like the original like lads thing, isn't he? Like he goes out pulling and that. What raping? But, <laughs> no, he don't. <laughs> he doesn't anyway. So you have to watch the film to understand it. But um, yeah, like he's he's that like lads lad. He's like yeah, I'm <laughs> working. I'm going out. I'm dancing. You know, I'm I mean? staying alive. Like yeah. Trying to stay alive. <laughs> Trying to stay safe. And then, stay, he, and then he meets this like, woman who's better off than him. 
and he wants to like get to know her and like improve his life as well but in the end he just like she like rejects him and he basically just finds out that she's like him though she just wanted to better her life and she did some dodgy shit to do that and it's just a good film like you just it's hard to market it well without just thinking Greece or something like that because it isn't like that it's totally different and the dancing bits are actually sick I think there's a lot of those kind of gritty films out I mean I'm not I was debating putting some on there that I didn't because I think they're okay. Like your, your, your 70s gritty British films like Get Car and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, Saturday Night Fever is more of like an American and version of like Get Carter to a degree. Like there was a, yeah, lot, like, well, there was you, a lot of gritty you seen that or in stuff. Saturday Night Fever. Uh, years ago, like it was one of, uh, I've watched a while ago and I remember, um, I think it was good, but um, just, oh, I can only think of the, like, the dance scenes in it really. See, that's the, that's the thing with the film. I feel like you just superficially see the dance scenes. Everyone just, oh, well, just remembers it's film. Bee Gees, that's it. Like, they don't yeah, literally, anything else. but there's so much more to the film if you just get rid of that. I will rewatch yeah. it to be fair. I think that, I put that as a high because I think it deserved a big shout out. Kevin? Um, my number five is a film that I hope gets mentioned. It hasn't been mentioned, but I hope it does get mentioned. I think it will. But it is the probably my favourite Ridley Scott film. It's Alien. Uh, love the film. Probably I know it's going to be on Jared's list. Look at him. And maybe on Aaron's. Maybe on if Aaron's. you ask me to lie, I just I can't do it in straight face. But, <laughs> but Alien is just. I we'll talk about it more later on. But I think it's just. It kind of like was one of the first films that kind of got hooked me onto like the meaning and deeper meanings and in all elements I do consider it to be a horror because it is Without like in the way way it's scary. shot. Everyone talks about it being an actual film, but I think it's more because of aliens coming out. They might no, they almost no, like, it's think a hor- it's a alien. Horror. Alien is a horror and it does and I think it's so well like directed and paced. Like the one of my favorite scenes is um, when the chest bursts out for the first time and I and I love that because and I love that face before because I love the behind the scenes because they they didn't none of the actors knew what was going to pop out it was only John yes because that was only planned yeah yeah. so like it was all their genuine reactions I just think that stuff like that is so cool and Mm. and yeah I think like the actual alien the soundtrack and the tagline the best tagline in all of cinema. Jaws in, in space. space. No, no, no. In space, in, <laughs> in space, no one can hear you scream. What's Jaws like, in space? Wow. That's definitely a tagline for something. I think it was like a promotional tagline, but I don't... It was like one of those, like, do you know how, like, in, they get critics to say, like, oh, yeah, it's this, it's, uh, it's so amazing. Like, I think it was something like that, but I know the original was, like, in space, no one can hear you scream. That's so good. It gets anyone hooked. And the original trailer for it is like one of the best as well. So ahead of its time. It was Alien, yeah. yeah. Uh, two two screenwriters once walked into a Hollywood producer's office oh. and said three words, Jaws in space. Those three words won them Alien. Ah, hmm. oh, well, oh, is Mercedes coming? No, Mercedes was about to say, yeah, I knew it was Alien. <laughs> 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 Literally, well, all she does is listen to it and be like, 
you're all wrong. Like, <laughs> she, she knows all the names. You're like, if you don't know any of the names, she's like, yes, yeah, it's And she's going to randomly come it's in. It's Jane Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> she's like the exorcist. She just turns her head and it's like, <laughs> Robert De Niro. <laughs> but, um, but now Alien is just so good and such a fucking awesome, like, it's all right. Might be on my list, might not. Just such an awesome villain, like a monster. Like, so well done. And the actor in it as well. So great. Like, who it's always played. great uh, yeah. when you say about uh, genuine reactions of like people, like when the stories of that in film, unless you're like Marlon Brando and doing yeah. that. It's because, it's because of that that I you always watch that scene. I always watch that scene back to back because it's such a genuine reaction. It is them genuinely reacting. That I always watch it. I just like watching it. So, Jamie, shut the fuck up. No, no, it took a minute to realise what Aaron said, then it clicked of what it was. He <laughs> 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 was like, I love you, Marlon Brando. I don't you know what we're talking about, about surprise reactions. And, I was like, um, yeah. and all of a sudden I was like, butter. No, I had this uh, conversation <laughs> on my girlfriend. Uh, we was watching a. Well, I was saying like, oh, we should watch Apocalypse Now, and she she just refuses to watch anything that like involves Marlon Brando, <laughs> just because of this. Like, she don't even like be speaking about Marlon Brando or anything. But uh, Marlon Brando is banned from this I house. I didn't actually know like what he did, and then I read up on it last night, and I was like, oh my. God. Jared and Kieran, you know what we're on about, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, yeah, yeah. The thing. <laughs> I literally mentioned earlier, didn't I? Maybe. He did, think, yeah. Someone I think did. Off recording, did. anyway. It was me. Something right. we shouldn't mention. I think it was off recording. <laughs> yeah, mention. We should talk about it. Maybe. But, um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, Alien, my number five. Cool. Aaron. Uh, my number four. place. Is um, All the President's Men. This, this guy, film, this guy right here. This film, right? It's like you know that Moneyball, uh, the Big Short. It reminds me like that. Uh, even Spotlight, where you're just not interested in the subject matter at all before that you watch a film. Where you guys might be, but like when I watch those films, like, I don't care about baseball. Is this Watergate? Uh, Sorry. Yeah. 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 This yeah. Is the I, deep that's on the list. And I think it's such a good thing in film where they, they can get you some interested in something that you just have no interest about. And it's the exact uh, thing of terminology about this film. Like, um, I don't care about the Watergate scandal. I, have I, I love the Watergate scandal. Like, I love Frost Nixon, that movie as well. But like I said, I love mm. reading about real stuff like that. But again, I, I have looked it up. Yeah. And, and it is interesting, but it's more interesting in that film. And that film just yeah. shows up. So good, and uh, just their dynamics between it's just perfect casting between them two. Uh, I yeah. love the guy who's all over them. I don't know who he is. I'm not seeing him in another film, but uh, those those three characters in that film and, and what they did in Robert Redford him. and Dustin Hoffman are amazing. Yeah. Mm. Dustin mm. Hoffman is such so, so a good actor, um, yeah. and I love the final shot of like the typewriter saying about what happened. Um, yeah, it's just great all around, and like, I think the biggest thing about this film is just like the acting between them and, and like their chemistry together, absolutely perfect. Yeah, my number four is also all the presidents. But it's like you're saying as well, it's just such a great film, uh, and I've even said to you about it as well before you watched it. It just reminds you, if you're looking at cinema nowadays, of Spotlight, of how amazing mm. Spotlight is. All the presence, men is 
kind of very similar and on the same wavelength of that. Mm. And again, you don't expect to go in and enjoying it as much. I, I do like that kind of stuff, like Watergate scandals and stuff like that. But yeah, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. But I, I loved it. All the presidents, man, it was great. Mm-hmm. Jared, uh, my number four. Uh, I'm not going to speak about it much because I assume it's on other people's list. Uh, it's Godfather Part 1. Godfather. <laughs> 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 I should just remake the whole film. <laughs> that, that's actually, you know, I've been looking for for so long. I need a... Um, like a jingle for my podcast, you know, in between. So let's just go straight. Just the Godfather. I know. Just, just Aaron, Aaron doing this is us. That's gonna be my. That's gonna be my new jingle. It's come out, and this is conversation with, uh, like basically conversations with Aaron Ward. <laughs> just in between. Um, yeah, Godfather one. What's not being said? It'll be said in about five minutes. <laughs> because. <laughs> Kieran's number four is the Godfather. It's not. <laughs> uh, oh, we're going on to number four. Yeah, yeah. Can you make it number, number four? Because they were mad. Is it? Is your number four, isn't it? Yeah, Kieran. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's your Can you dig it? Oh God, it's the Can Warriors. Can you dig it? <laughs> I literally, it the only reason the I know what you're on about is because I watched it last night. The Warriors. It is fucking amazing. One of my favorite cult films of all time, because it is just so fucking cool. It is so amazing. Like the way I want, like talk about the TV show. Like you know when I was meaning like the episodes like earlier on, what seventy films should be a TV show? Warriors should be a TV show. The world That's in that show. is so the world in that is so fucking cool and so deep. And like you don't realize that it's set in the future. It's set in like it's set in the future where like gangs have taken over and. It's like, oh my god, it's just, I don't know why, it's just whenever I think of New York, I think of the Warriors. Coney and Island. And Coney Island, There's, Adley, a, there's yeah. a load of merchandise for the Warriors at Coney Island when I went. Exactly. Obviously, I, before I watched the film, I was just like, who the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are these gay jackets? <laughs> yeah, literally. But like, yeah, I understand, it's like, but like, it's so cool, and like, I love each gang, and they have like a different outfit, different and the story as well, like kind of like cat and mouse thing. Better they they did it better than the Last Jedi. I will say that, but like it's just so fucking cool, and it's just like it's timeless as well. I can look back at that film and be like, you know what? It's just so amazing that the way I just geek out about it because it's so fucking awesome. Well, the best uh, thing about it as well, though, when we watched it, because obviously we were talking about, it, I said, did you enjoy it? And it was like, no, not really. And I was like, yeah, I think it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. And um, me and Mercedes both looked at each other and went, I bet you it's on Kieran's list. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. no, but it's like so, and it has one of the best like comeback lines where it's like, I'm going to shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. Oh, like, it's just so fucking cool. And, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I just think it's, I, I don't know why people don't like it. Or like, I think it's like up there with like films I could watch over and over again, just not get bored of. It's so cool. Like, yeah, sure, the act, like, the, the, the end. Oh, that yeah. guy, the bad guy. Oh, I love him. Warriors, come out and play. It's so good. He actually improvised like, that. That moment is the only yeah. bit in the film that anyone remembers. 
I remember. No, I remember so much. I remember the PS2 game more than the actual film. Literally, no, that's exactly the same. Uh, it remi- I just think of like it's like West Side Story, but without the, all the clicking. Dude, that looked to be fair. I was literally <laughs> thinking that at some point, but I, I, I absolutely adore West Side Story. It's one of my favorite films ever. Warriors is better. We'll probably talk about that next week, but I'd like... say Warriors is better than West Side Story. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> Definitely better. <laughs> dude, Legit, dude, I've, I've never, been, I've never. Been... I've never been more proud of you, Aaron, than when you said that <laughs> Back to the Future was on your honourable mentions. <laughs> it's honourable. Number the three. I had conversation like the next, so I had a conversation the next day, like saying, like, yeah, it would have been in my top ten, but Jamie didn't put Star Wars in. <laughs> so, just for points reasons, there's no way that Back to the Future gets. So. You okay, Kim? Um, unmute me, you piece of shit. <laughs> Warriors is sick. Shut the fuck up. It's an amazing I, I, film. I said it was fine. It was Back to the Future is the worst film ever made. Moonlight wow. deserved that Oscar. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going with things you hate now. I'm going to replace you with someone. <laughs> You're not going to be on the rest of the podcast. I'm just going to give you over. <laughs> what do you want Mercedes me to move? Mercedes is going to take over. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to move The Exorcist out of my list? That's fine. It's not going to make the playoffs. Cool. Oh, shut the fuck up. But yeah, Warriors is just such an iconic film. I think if I don't understand how people can watch I it. I enjoyed and it, but I was like, I'm not making the top ten. Ah, uh, I get okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Fuck you. Yeah, I, it was on my short list, but I was like, it was one of those films that I wanted to watch because I thought it would make the top ten. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. Has anyone seen? Because um, the film that I most wanted to watch, but the only way I could watch it was on paying for it on Amazon, and uh, was uh, well, like, that's not American the only way you can graffiti. watch it. That's just the honourable way to watch what it. What did you say, no, Aaron? Uh, American graffiti. They actually, I couldn't American. get it anywhere. Oh, yeah. that was just trash. That's, uh, that's the thing with like. Is it films. good? Has anyone seen that? Or I have seen, seen the start of it, and it just got bored. But um, Castix did in that one as well. It's like Ron Howard. Dude, I do want to watch it. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> number th- number three. Let's go on to num- the top three. My, you up, don't worry. my number three is... Um, why have you got it? I can. Ah, good stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, my number three is Alien. Uh, so, uh, Alien. Alien is so good. Um, it, yeah, like you say, it's definitely a horror. And uh, just that scene, it's, it's probably one of my favourite scenes in any movie that out of the stomach and it's just Sigourney Weaver in it it's just perfect acting all the way through and it's it's one of those films that like where I would have just been happy with just that being it but Aliens is a great sequel though yeah um, and I, I do I do prefer Alien than Aliens but um, it just holds up so well as considering it's in the 70s like when you watch it, it's just mind blowing that it's in the seventies and a film like this was made. Like it just holds up so well. It would have uh, been different though if it was modern day. Mm, yeah, definitely. But um, in fact, we've seen it. It's called Alien Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely trash. We don't speak about that film. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was my number two. But a film that I watched over the last couple of days just be it. I'm very disappointed Ooh. in you, Aaron. Unless what? Unless it's your number one. No, number one's obviously that, isn't it? My number three 
is the greatest, one oh. of the greatest children films of all time. Oh no. Willy Wonka. It's Willy Wonka. Wonka. <laughs> it's actually. Of course oh, it is. God. How is it not on anybody's list? This is embarrassing. I'm just good. It's it a bit scary. It's weird. It's weird. Just I also actually I think love, I love the, the newer scene. one is better. Just putting it out there. Number one? No. No, no the newer one I think is better. Charlie in the chocolate. <laughs> You're really weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Gene Wilder. Like, literally, when you watch that film, it's like, don't you just wish you could just be Charlie Bucket and just like... No, because you it's your dodgy house going It's literally like the Hunger Games when they get there. <laughs> to the point where pretty much they all, like, die. <laughs> You get nothing. <laughs> you lose. Good day, good day sir. sir. I and said then, good day. What does Charlie Char- Nah, Tim, Tim uh, like I hate Tim Burton. Well, I don't hate him. I dislike Tim Burton, but I think the his his uh, adaptation of it is better. I think Gene it's Wilder really makes this film my. Gene Wilder's so much better than Johnny Depp, though. Isn't yeah. It? Like, uh, I think I like kid, his. Yeah. I don't know. I, I disagree. Weird. I like how weird he is. Good I morning, like Starshine. The Earth says hello. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like how like disassociated he is, and like how I like anxious and nervous he is. It's I don't know. It's, it, My I, issue I like with it is I've seen this film so many bloody times, and I do yeah. that I actually start to despise the film. Mm. How can I, like it? I watched this film right, and then I turn it off after the the boat because I love uh, pure imagination. And that's one of the best scenes ever in probably any movie. But then it gets after that and it just gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> the Oompa Loompas are better in the first film. I don't like how they have the same dude. <laughs> one thing I don't like, and I think the music is better in the original, though, compared to Absolutely. the adaptation. Mm-hmm. Augustus Cliff. Yeah. Augustus Cliff. That shit. Fat little shit. Fucking. <laughs> you know, like. What, He's what, the most annoying character. Kid? I fucking what? hate him. What? Good cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Watching that as a kid, though, it's everything you ever wanted. I um, was really thinking this deserves a spot on the list. I just it was. Like, everybody's vulnerable. It. It's hardly anybody. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did have it um, a little bit lower, but then I was like, no, it needs to be higher. Um, yeah, it's good. I will give it an honourable mention just for Gene Wilder, um, but. Uh, it's a bit weird though, isn't it? Like, that's the problem. Like, oh, it's, it's... Roald Dahl books are really weird. And, and then the Maiden's film... They're remaking the just... witches as well, aren't they? Next year. Yeah. I've got to admit, I love, I love the sequel to Willy Wonka. Like the Snowpiercer. I really like the sequel. Yeah, <laughs> God. that's so weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's so... Like, it, like I, I just... It's How a, do it's people a sequel. connect that? And then, like, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. kind of makes make sense. It is a but, sequel. But then I was watching uh, that conversation film and trying to link it with enemy enemy of the state, and like there's so many people say they're like the the same like character in that. But I like that film. We can all yeah, dream. Top three. All right. Number so this three. is probably my most out there film of all. I feel like every film I've done has kind of been a bit like. Safe. I'd say safe. Yeah, they're just like they're just what I know. But this is the one film that I thought. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna pick something I love. Say Willy Wonka. <laughs> Willy Wonka. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Watership Down. 
Oh, mm. yeah. I, I, you don't yeah, think that, about Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> I but, don't. Uh, I don't think about Which is weird because I like watched the video kid, essay on yeah. it. And I didn't expect it. This was go. like, this was the one of them ones going in. I mean, it was like, much as Lion King and Toy Story, but that was getting the VHS. And it's just like, such a sick looking film. Like, I just watch it when I go to bed tonight because it just looks amazing. <laughs> Not exactly a bedtime film, though, is it? Right, well, you, you can look over the bit where, like, you see dead people. I see dead people. The original, I see dead people. <laughs> the original, I see dead people. Watership Downs <laughs> Syndrome. <laughs> wow! I just meant it would get you down. But I hear someone say down. Do you know how much like edit I have to do with this podcast? When we are doing our live podcast, <laughs> like when we are doing it all in person, please. <laughs> Jared, hold back the M word. We'll, we'll just tangent whatever, you know, after a few um, years or whatever, but still. Yeah, if you've not seen Watership Down, it's such a great British... Like, the voice acting's brilliant in it. And I do feel like... I don't know what I was trying to say here. I just... the uh, I feel like, you know, you like just look at animals and you just think, what do they do, like, cats? Like, what do they do when they're out and about? <laughs> what, they fucking die? <laughs> Have you ever watched Jared? Have you watched Cats, the newest version? Of Cats? I know no, exactly. Watch Cats, mate. Obviously, I'm exactly. they go to a lot. <laughs> they go to a lot. Like, I just meant like you know, like it's just a rabbit in it, and it's just out and about, and it's like oh, human shit. Like, yeah. Have you ever seen a rabbit? <laughs> Have you ever seen? <laughs> A rabbit. Have you ever seen a rabbit? Like, you know, like, I don't think I have. Like, <laughs> not outside of Watership Down, anyway. I just like animals, which is weird in real life, actually fucking despise animals. But, <laughs> like, films, like yeah. Animals. Give me a babe, give me a rabbit, give me a fucking, I don't know, I'll think of some fish. Jessica Rabbit. That's what you want. <laughs> Charlotte's Web, the original. <laughs> Number three. Number three, Watership Down. Um, it's about a ship that goes down in water. It's Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> it's a Titanic prequel. You thought Titanic was bad? Imagine that book with rabbits. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Titanic prequel, number three. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, by the way, just tangent. Do you know there's a Titanic sequel? Like, there's a Titanic yeah, yeah. two and three. Titanic <laughs> to the surface. <laughs> Raise the Titanic. Have, have you ever anyway. seen that? Have you never seen it on YouTube? I'll send that in the link as well. There's literally a parody trailer that somebody's made called Titanic to the Surface. And basically, they find Jack and they defreeze him. And literally, he's oh, no. back in the normal world. And it's literally oh. just loads of Leonardo DiCaprio movies just cut in to make it look like Titanic 2, where Jack's just been unfrozen in the normal time. That's mad. One oh, of my God. favorite things that has like, ever happened in film history. Is like after the director had like success over Sharknado. I've never seen the Sharknado films, but oh, you're after, missing out. After he got like the money from the first one, he did like a Twitter poll for the second one and was like, "Oh, you can name it. Whichever gets the most like, votes wins." <laughs> and then like it literally is called like Sharknado Two, the second one. 
Yeah, they're all weird. Like one, of, I'm pretty sure one of them is called like shit happens. The Fourth like, Awakens is number four. Like no, literally. Have you seen a film? I think Jamie and uh, Jared will know what I'm talking about. But Aaron, have you seen a film called Birdemic? No. Oh my god. You need to watch. It's on YouTube. Just type in Birdemic. Mm. Right, have you seen it the birds? It's the original. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but bad. <laughs> it's, it's, no, like, you've seen, you've seen B movies. This is a D movie. This is wow. it's fucking Z. It's <laughs> but like you all enjoy, It's like fun. It's funny, bad. But oh my god, it's it's I the room, play. but not as funny. It's not as funny as <laughs> it's not as iconic, but it's so. The first scene is the worst opening scene. You will get what we mean by the first thirty seconds. You will get it. You'll just get it. Oh, man. I'll watch it. Okay. But, um. But yeah, number, number three. three. If I don't watch the film, just watch the trailer. Number three <laughs> is um, a film that's been mentioned in kind of some degree is Apocalypse Now. That is my number three. Um, that's the end. Jared's number ten. But oh my god, just fucking incredible! I just love it so much. I think that it is one of those films where I'm just glued to every shot. I just watch it and I'm like, I'm sucked in. And like you said, it it looks like it's been made in last this decade. Well, not like mm. last decade technically, but I just I'm just so into it. And I think it's such a beautiful film with the I love the lighting in it, the explosion, like the explosion, like the I love smelling napalm in the morning. So fucking ah, oh, love it. I just I just it's just so good. And I think, like, I get what people mean by the story, because even when the first time I watched it, I didn't expect it to go the way it did, which is why I feel like people should watch it a second time. I know it's a long watch, but if you watch it a second time, you know what's coming. You kind of have more appreciation for it, in my opinion. That's what definitely happened for me, at least. And I think it should... It's renowned as one of the best films ever made purely because of the behind the scenes. Watch Heart of, You should watch Heart of Darkness, and... People hold it to the same esteem as Apocalypse Now, like the actual film, because it's just so fucking crazy what happens in the behind the scenes and the actual production work that went into making that film. Like it was like literally helmed as like one of the most uh, like the worst kind of filming locations ever. Like literally everyone hated it, but it was like in a good in like a filmmaking way. But like legit, it was just such a. a amazing feat in film in my opinion and i think that people need to be more appreciative of it um as some people in the group not naming names but um (laughs) but no i think apocalypse now is like i get why people don't really rate it but i just think it's just one of those films where i loved it from the first time i watched it and the acting is incredible the story is great but the filmmaking just makes it a phenomenal film, like almost perfect in my opinion. Like I said, I, I really liked it, but uh, I don't get what Brando's do. I don't get that story arc. Like, what it, is he doing? It it's meant to be like talk What's like he done so bad. Like it's such it's meant to be like that anti-war kind of statement and shit like mm. that. And Marlon Brando's character in it was like. Helmed is like, well, I say Helmed a lot, but is like in the film, like the macho kind of butch, typical war hero. Mm. And once he'd been put into the place of knowing the civilians and knowing the people behind the enemy, 
then like he he just went like he just kind of had like a false love for them and started a cult. See, um, I thought that was going to happen. I thought like that's that would it would American's greatest uh, soldier because that's how they uh, described him. Like he's the, yeah. he's the best they've ever had, and he's suddenly gone in. And then like, oh, what's happened? Like you said, but then there was like, like they got there and there was like piles of bodies and things like that. So it was like, is he killing these people? Like what's going that, on? Like that's the whole like kind of thing. It's like well, it's, it's going for that whole twisted nature of war. It's like what makes mm. a leader is like a leader. Even even a bad leader can still mm. lead, and even a good leader can still be bad at leading, kind of thing. And I don't know. I think I do get what you mean. It is kind of confusing, which is why I think it requires a second viewing. But I I kind of appreciated the direction that they took with it, and it wasn't a typical action-packed ending that yeah. like every war film is. It kind of reminds me of like how Full Metal Jacket ended, like when mm. it was like even though it was more guns blazing when they had that sniper in the building and then they went mm. into the building and realized it was like a little girl. Like most of like when you look at like the cult and actually like how young they all are, like it's basically just full of children. And it's kind of like manifesting that war mentality and that mentality to kind of destroy and invade is stemmed into a society from such a young age because your brain's such a sponge at a young age. And I think it's like almost like Marlon Brando's character is like the president. And it's almost like a retelling of what America did with Vietnam kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it was done really well. And um, I w- and the way Marlon... And, oh, it still gives me chills thinking about it. And I will talk about it in my number two pick as well, because it's kind of a spoiler at this, but Coppola does it so well with... Um, using like key score lighting and stuff like that and how mm. like you know when Marlon Brando's in the back just yeah, in the yeah. shadow and he goes like you're an errand boy and he's like split down it's, it's just my so favorite word Kiyoscuro yeah yeah I love it I love that word but it's weird because I think some people pronounce it Chiascuro or something like that yeah literally when I did my um, when I did my um, PGCE I mentioned Kiyoscuro and they're like exactly a Chiascuro and I was like yeah yeah all right <laughs> but, it's, but it's kind of, but like yeah but i think that the what draws me to it is like it's such a small thing but i love the use of flares in it and smoke mm. but like like the way a lot of flares and smoke in it yeah There's literally flares, isn't it? <laughs> the, the way it kind of like the red interacts with the green i just mm. find it so beautiful in my head like i picture scenes in my head like where like there's a mix of them and they're just oh i just can't get enough of them they're just so fucking cool i think it it shows the best insanity i've ever seen in a film like it just shows like the breaking of someone so well yeah Uh, from the start where these are just like the soldiers they obviously some of them are like happy to be there because they're going to fight for their country but then it just shows like gradually through the film like only yeah. Martin Sheehan, like, he's the only character that doesn't really get lost, and there's even a point where his character almost gets lost in the insanity as well. Yeah. Um, but all the rest of the characters just, like, just lose their minds completely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that yeah. would have happened, obviously. I think it serves good as, like, telling how much effect war has on the soldiers, because Deer Hunter does that well, but especially in the opening scene of Apocalypse Now, like, in a room, like where he's lying down oh, and yeah, he's peaceful like, environment. 
yeah, yeah. He's like, there's so many things in that room that remind him so much of the war. Like that's the, the mirror smash. Ro- one, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mirror and like the rotating blades being a helicopter, you mm. know, like a beer bottle being a grenade. Like there's just so many things that recollect his memory of the war that he can hardly escape it. Mm. And I feel like that it's just I just find it a phenomenal film. They could have definitely cut off the French bit though. That's like not that, actually in yeah. the. Uh, that's like half. That yeah. would be like half an hour, like shaved off film. Easily. That's not actually in the short version. That's yeah. Is it not? Yeah, it's in. It's in the extended, but where they just like what they the like what like I can't remember what they go for a so. meal. Yeah, in the middle of the yeah. film. That's not in the actual film. It's just like I don't get why it adds to the story at all. Like they just it doesn't randomly put There's... these French people in it, which which is like. Because the whole thing with production is that it took so long mm. that they didn't have much time to edit because they had like obviously a time limit. Because production mm. was so fierce, so they that's why they have Redux versions because they only had the small amount of time to edit the film. So the actual original version wasn't as it's still really good, but mm. it wasn't as like you know I mean, as the, great as people. My think issue it is. is the Redux version was like thirty years later. Yeah. Mm. But like, you know, studios and stuff like that. But yeah, number three, Apocalypse I'm looking forward to this one because I have no idea what Aaron's number two is actually going to be thinking about it. Now I am going to change my number two and one thinking about it because I was thinking what? about, is this is this is going to be like, if I'm doing the favourite films. I think I know which is... No, I, I know, I know definitely it's... Star Wars is one of them. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap these around just because like... I think he's got the same one and two as me. I just no, can't get out of my head. Yeah. He's already said Alien. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah. Alien was third for him. Oh. So, my number two... That's why I don't know what... He's going to be the real, the most famous production, hell, in a movie, and it's going to be Star Wars A New Hope. It's number oh. two. So I have no idea what number one's going to be now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Star Wars A New Hope, like, it's probably the film I've probably watched the most in my life, and I'll probably regret this so much that I put it as number two, not number one. But I can't talk about it the way I t- talked about Empire Strikes Back last week. Um, it's unreal what George Lucas did. Um, the story is uh, the documentary like, Emperor Dreams, where like he just says like it was a laughing stock by every actor other than Alec Guinness, like they were all just taking the piss out of him all the way through because they just thought this was just such a joke and it would never work. Um, so they just like, tried, even at points like they were just trying to piss him off because like apparently like he didn't know what he was doing directing wise. Um, and then he just pulls it off as what, like the biggest movie of all time. Um, and number two in your yeah, no, it's just like, but it's like, it would, would have been like the biggest film like ever at that point. It probably is the biggest film of all time. And uh, it just, there's so much pressure on it for what he did. And nobody thought it, was, it could work. And there's so many stories, like the one I can just think of mind was Coppola, because he was friends with him, like begged him, like saying like, you've got to have like a, um, a statute actor in this. Like you can't just rely on like new actors and um, to like sell this film you've got to have someone to bring it together and that, that's when he bought Alec Guinness in and apparently like he was the one that bought them like together at the set and um, even like was shouting at like, the Mark Hamill on that for like just playing up and like pissing around and 
but it's just a movie that I could watch over and over and over again and never get bored. There's not enough lightsaber fights in it, um, and that's why I'm glad that the, the trilogy does pay off and it builds from two and three. But yeah, a new hope. Cool. I agree so, with that. My number two is a film that probably no one's ever heard of either, Kieran. Oh, Mr. Okay. Goldweird. This is what I class as the first slasher movie. Besides a 60s movie we talk about next week. Oh, I wonder what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but this is basically what started off. It's, it was between 1974 came out. There was two movies. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was one of them. And the other one was Black Christmas. And Black Christmas is my number two. Black Christmas. Yes. So basically, similar to one of my honourable mentions of When a Stranger Calls, it's the same premise. I love creepy pasta and urban legends. So it's the babysitter and the man upstairs, basically. So it's a sorority house have been haunted. I say haunted. Have been um, stopped. Phone keeps ringing. Blah, blah, blah. It's like... Again, stalkery, slasher, uh, ringing on the phone, terrorising these girls. Turns out the call's coming from inside the house and he like basically picks them off one by one. Um, without ruining too much of the film as well, it's got a great end scene as well, which is actually on the cover of the film, ironically. Um, but they recently remade it last year. Uh, I haven't watched it. They also made it a remade it in 2006 as well called Black Xmas, just to be a little bit different as well. But um, no, I love Black Christmas. I, I class that as one of the first proper slasher movies and I absolutely adore that movie. It That's the best Christmas film. Die Hard. No, but if you enjoy Jack Frost is sick. Jack Frost is sick, isn't it? I love Jack Frost. Best Christmas film, in my opinion. Great. Jingle all the way, but yeah, sure. No. But no, Black Christmas. If you enjoy slasher movies and stalker movies, then I recommend Black Christmas. It just ha. Yeah, it's very very good. Jamie, have you seen um, Inside Number Nine? The TV show. I've watched one yeah. episode. Mate, you need to watch it all. I've you watched watch the episode where they don't use any dialogue throughout the whole episode. That's the first one. People watch that and they get put off it because like there's no. No, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, there's brilliant, brilliant actors coming to uh, Inside Number Nine. I've never seen a bad episode of it. It's amazing, and everyone surprises me. If you like horror as well, yeah. And there's a Christmas one. I think probably because a lot of them are based on horrors, so it could even be based on that one, the Christmas one. Yeah, the calls coming flashback. from inside the house. I thought you said uh, calls coming in there, and I was like, oh god, no. <laughs> incoming call. <laughs> 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 Gotta go. <laughs> Jared, uh, my number two is also Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay, cool. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it or? We're all done with Star Wars now. I think we're all done with Star Wars. Oh, it's in it as uh, Apocalypse Now. To be fair, one thing, one thing we haven't talked about really is the end of Rogue One. Hope. Oh my God. A new hope. I like that. I like that. <laughs> no. Mm. 
I think it was. Did it actually say a new hope? If she said a new hope, it would have been amazing. But she just goes, hope. (laughs) Yeah, she went, hope. A new hope. Uh, There is something special about watching Rogue One and then watching. Yeah, um, I really love like, Rogue straight one. after it. It's, it's perfect. Like it's I just same? fits the piece. I think. Rogue I think people Star Wars a new hope. Hot take. What? <laughs> it's amazing, but it's not bad. No, you're better than a new hope. No, they criminally you underused know Matt Mickelson, and it's the yeah, one cast. You haven't even got uh, Star Wars on your list yet. Me, that's why I said yet. Yeah. <laughs> what is your but number two, Kieran? My number two is The Godfather. Well, you just ruined it. So, it should have been Star Wars. It would have been full. No, no, no. I, no, I, maybe, I don't think... It's not. It's not. It's. Uh, you won't know my number one. You won't know my number one. It's a random Japanese director. <laughs> the Godfather is... Yeah. What hasn't been said about it? It's fucking incredible. It's just the film of the 70s. Like if like it's like what my mind goes to because the Godfather is just not what my mind goes to. Exactly. I didn't think I could rewatch. I could actually rewatch the Godfather. Like rewatch it over and over my again. It's one of the <laughs> I'm sorry. My actual Godfather. <laughs> I don't know if no. I've got a good father. I hate when like, <laughs> you talk about your godfather and he's not like an Italian lobster. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, just like some guy called Jeff like in man. Surrey. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to be Jeff? Why can't you fall <laughs> But no, The Godfather, it's it's just an incredible film. Like one of the best films. And like from the lighting, the story, the cinematography, to the montage sequence that like everyone doesn't shut up about. But like, yeah, it is. One, not gonna lie, it is one of the best it's montages. Of, it's fucking amazing the montage sequence in it. Why but, did you um, shit on it just then? No, no, no. I was no, no, no. no. I was kidding. I was kidding. Yeah. But like, um, but no. What hasn't been said about it? It's just an incredible film. There's there's nothing more to be said about it. Cool. But yeah, that is my number two. Number one. Number one. Uh, my number one. Right. This is a film that I only watched a few days ago, but I've not been able to get out of my head. And I'll probably like place it in like top five, maybe films of all time. Wow. It's so good. And it's forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Oh, okay. Okay. Chinatown literally blew my mind, like the style of this film and uh, Nicholson's performance in it. Uh, the story is so so special and like it's probably one of the best endings I've ever seen to a film and all the way through it like I was saying um, is I just I was thinking like this would be perfect as a TV show this would be absolutely perfect and then googled it after and Finch is apparently doing it for Netflix um, oh really as a a prequel though like because all the way through the film he's like obviously talking about Chinatown and you don't actually see that until like the last scene um, and you barely even see it then, but um, as a prequel, it'd be perfect. But the film itself, I can't stop thinking about it. Um, and just like the the main two, um, the two leads in it is just it's just perfect, absolutely perfect. Yeah. I recommend it to anyone. Um, I actually bought it from a friend in uh, HMV Nick, and he was like, "Yeah, I can't get into it." And 
someone else told tell me like they just don't get the film and I, I was worried about watching it but it, something just clicked with me where it was just like it's sort of like because I've always grown up on watching Bond films but they never Bond films would they will on the 60s list but uh, they'll never like reach like the highs of like my favourite films where this just took those films to another level and just like mm. so perfect I'd recommend it to anyone yeah, Chinatown is like it almost made it into my top ten, but like I don't know, like I think with I will give Chinatown this. I've never like it's probably one of my most satisfying endings because you know mm-hmm. when you get you know when you get something that's just so like it's such such a bleak ending and mm. you don't know you don't really know how to think like it's almost it almost just happens out of nowhere. Yeah. Like oh, it's fuck. horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, but like it's. It's I've never seen like an ending like that really. And what, yeah, and it's like like I keep saying, it's I obsess over the closing line. You can't mm. close a, like a movie better than Chinatown did, in my opinion. Yeah. But, I've not seen the sequel though. I don't plan on doing. I don't so. want to. Yeah. If I haven't heard about it, it's not praise. I don't want to. It's Jack Nicholson <laughs> directed it in the nineties. I've just seen it. When I was Jack's. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, it looks like a bit of a cash-in, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but a, a prequel, because all the way through the film, like I say, like he's literally talking about what it's like in Chinatown and all of the other cast. Um, I definitely think like something like L.A. Noir was the game was inspired by that kind of film. Yeah, all the way through I was thinking about L.A. Noir. It's like, all the way through I was thinking about that film. But what I noticed with that film as well is a lot of these films that I've been watching recently, the all the character building is like so different to what it is like nowadays. Uh, so they mention things that just don't happen in the film. Like the conversation did it as well about they kept talking about uh, oh what this guy did in New York, but you never actually see that. Yeah. Same with French Connection in this, like you never actually see that. They just yeah. Talk nowadays about... it would be a flashback and everything. Like, yeah. Oh, That's one uh, thing I love. It it makes the world believable when you talk about shit and you don't explain it to the audience. It just happens because that's what you do in the real world. Yeah. You know, it's not a flashback sequence. You don't go into like great. Mm. You don't have a character that's like, oh, I didn't know about that. Mm. Like, yeah, please flash, tell me more. Flashback to uh, in Pulp Fiction where he's having the quarter pound of cheese. <laughs> I think I think it's better though because it builds your imagination. Or like, it's only a few yeah. lines of dialogue of like, oh, what uh, Jake was like in Chinatown, or him saying it himself, and. It, it just builds it up yourself like oh I wonder what did happen and like you start thinking what this guy is um, but yeah oh, amazing film I just want to watch it again probably will end up watching it again tomorrow or something mm. watch it tonight after this podcast yeah um, <laughs> obviously it's amazing. have you seen it Jamie? no no you should definitely you need, watch you, it. you need to it's a good film cool I'll put it on my list of never ending movies to watch <laughs> I had about seven never films ending on my story. short list I had about seven films on my shortlist to watch for the 60s, so there you go. Um, but my number one has already been said. What is it going to be? Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Got it in one. It's Watership Down. No, I'm joking. It's wow. definitely not. It's definitely not. <laughs> 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 I just love doing Don't this. Don't do that to just like... <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's Greece. How can it not be Greece? Mm. Oh, really? I'm being serious now, Kevin. It's Greece. It's got to be Greece. It's so a good about one of the I prefer Watership Down. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Greece is that 
like one of the first like proper breeze is the word literally that's all you need <laughs> there's only two words you need to know grease and bird grease is the word bird is the word yeah and bird so can fly away fuck off. <laughs> uh, but no it's like i remember saying before like some of the songs like grease lightning and the t-birds it's so great I've, I've done it several times at high school and throughout college as well the musical it's such an iconic musical one of the most famous musicals of all time um it's one of those that people just like to parody on the karaoke when they're singing summer nights two of the two lads going up you know just to josh oh well oh well oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'll sing the girls part you can do danny you know it's like it's oh, such an iconic musical and i think it's one of those films that i don't think we'll ever see being remade because it doesn't need to it's perfect mm. oh don't don't push it uh, literally think... there will be a remake I mean, they've done, the, they've done the live version, which obviously was the um, the is like trash as well. Like it's one I of the worst. I refuse to watch it, but um, they did the Grease the live one, which was like the, uh, which, which the whole film. The I hate Grease. Well, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. They said they did the NBC live show, which was like a live recording from NBC Studios, and they broadcast mm. it live for the live stage. Live NBC Studios. Yeah, but um. No, I, I say I really enjoy Grease. I think it, I love the soundtrack to it. Uh, I've got it on vinyl. It's um it's a great soundtrack. So some of the great songs as well, like you said, even the not so no ones like Beauty School Dropout and um even like the minor characters like Frenchie and Yeah. It's just Rhythm. great. And, yeah. Um but I enjoy everybody like it's like Grease Lightning is like quintessential musical theatre pop it's it's beautiful so i was like when i was going through my list i was like out of all the films that i've got on my list you could happily watch greece anytime like just greece is a film as well watch where, like you can literally like pick up on it at any time so you you turn on like yeah. through these channels you're three quarters away yeah, what, what's this hopelessly like, <laughs> devoted yeah. <laughs> or you can just turn it on and be all like <laughs> <laughs> I've done that though I promise you I've done that where it's like oh the final scene and they just fly off in a car <laughs> um, but um, I was going to say I think it's probably my second favourite musical of all time first being La La Land <laughs> but no like Grease is, Grease is incredible um, so like I said it was one of those like you said you could just turn it on at any point and enjoy it and when I was going through my top 10, I, was, I couldn't see any other film that would. I, I didn't want to put it at number one, but was, there yeah. was nothing that could top it. Yeah, the only thing, I would put it higher, but it's just like, when you whittle down the story, like I say, it's just horrible from like a woman's point of view. Yeah. But like I said, you could, you could just put it on and just sing any song, you know, you know every word to any song, it don't matter, mm. all of a sudden it will come on and, you, and you'll all be like, Elvis, Elvis, <laughs> let me be, put it's that like Elvis last far week. from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what I was saying last week about like Indiana Jones and like Empire Strikes Back, yeah, like, every guy wants to be Harrison Ford in those movies and I think like, I just wanted to be Danny Zuko like so much, like, um, like one of the coolest characters in a film. The Has... story with uh, Kinnicky uh, was uh, the whole foot thing. That's cool in, in the film. Yeah. Just that has so Niall hasn't sent in a list. Sorry, I've just realised that. 
No, he only sent a top three, which was so we're not counting it because he only no, we're not counting. No. Uh, what was it? He put Godfather Del- one, two, and Deliverance. Deliverance. Jewel and banjos. Um, so Jared Alien, cool. <laughs> Alien. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I just love. Just love it. It's like. You look at how Blade Runner was made, and you look at how Alien made, and it's just, you only really need, like, sorry, my A wasn't weird there. Um, it's Alien. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> uh, yeah, just best horror ever made. Don't know why Jamie doesn't put it above any slasher. It is yeah, the true. best horror ever made, I will give you that. Yeah, it is the best horror ever made. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's just like... I was going to say before, like when I was talking about it, it was going to be the best sci-fi horror ever made, but now you've said the best horror ever made. It is a horror. It's the best yeah. horror ever made, yeah. Just give it that. And one of the best sci-fis ever made. This is Not one of the best sci-fis, but best horrors. This is my issue with alien, aliens of alien. Because it was just one alien, and it's just like, he's just scary, and he, like, you're mm. like, holy fucking shit, we're dead. Mm. But in the second one, it's just like... People just popping him for fun. Like, yeah. You do not pop a I've, fucking I've alien. Been, yeah. You do not pop an maybe alien. That's, maybe that's one of the things for me, because I've watched it so long ago, it didn't ring any bells for me. I was like, okay, fair enough, it's a film, it's great. But it's not <laughs> one of those where I was like, I need to watch this again. Like, I've watched it. I didn't want to be like, oh my God, I need to watch this. Whereas like most of the films on my list, I've watched more than once. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I know I enjoy him. Whereas maybe I'll watch Alien again. I'll be like, oh my God, it is one of the best horror films ever. It's never going to be, you know, Scream, and I think Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. or Psycho. But, you know. I hate could, in the Aliens, like they, they put the line in again. Uh, of what does she say with a cat? Like, I'll get off you. Uh, what, is, what does she say? But it's like the same line that she uses in Alien, but it's like aliens and it's like so out of context. What's new? No, she's like, oh, she's like, get off her, you bitch. Like, she's just yeah. like, that. Oh, she says yeah, it in yeah, aliens, yeah. like the weirdest aliens, point. Yeah. It's just like, get obviously her. just added in there, <laughs> like, as an homage to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think it like helps the timing because, like, I think the bit that really stands out in my head, I'm like, holy shit, that's so cool. It's like, when it's a dot, and it's just like, do, 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 And it's like, that just would not be like that in a modern film. It would be like, all right, get the, get the cameras out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. surveillance cameras, but and this is it's just the dot. That's so yeah. terrifying, yeah. It's like a heartbeat it's as well. The it's unknown, heartbeat's going it? with yeah. it. The terror... It, it's all about like uh, the, the terror of it, like how like one by one the the crew is is going, and then it's just to go on your left, and like the the scene with like when she's like in the like the cabinet bit, and she just sees like him walking past. Yeah, in, in aliens, it's like she's fucking fighting the mother alien with a fucking. Nah, yeah, you in, feel like you could just film, in aliens, just like have a yeah, in the first film, I think it's literally like, do not go near that shit. Are you yeah. dead? That's why I that's why I love it because it's so human. I I, I get being brave and stuff like that. Like, and Sigourney Weaver played great in Aliens, but like, 
I feel like with Alien, it was just so, so much better and so much more re- realistic. Like, you wouldn't want to face something like that. You'd be scared. Mm. And there's, like, nowhere to go. You're literally in a ship. You're going to meet it at some point. Yeah. And I, I just love how it unlocks those through the characters as well. And the whole um, robot as well, like, you know, him trying to... He wanted the alien to be there, trying to, like, discover new mm. life and stuff, like... I don't know, it's just so cool. It's just like it's what Alien Covenant tried the to Hobbit be. Guy, isn't it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bilbo. Um, Bilbo. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So I'm quite interested to see what Kieran's number one will be. I think I might know what it is. But... What do you think it is? Star Wars. Well, I, I originally thought it would be Star Wars, but now I'm thinking he'd probably go for something like Taxi Driver. He said. He said it was honourable mention to Taxi Driver. Did he? Fair enough. Then watch it down. <laughs> no, Star Wars. It's got to be then. No, oh, no, it's, no, it's, no. I've found you off. It's Greece. Greece. Good lad. Yeah. I know it's not. No, 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 I'm kidding. What's your favourite song from Greece, Kieran? Uh, uh, the baby got back, I can't She <laughs> <laughs> sweat. Got to go like a turbo. <laughs> oh, fellas, yeah, fellas. As you go, they got the little hell. Um, yeah, shake it, yeah, shake it. Shake no, but it is like I was, I was joking before, but it's um, Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah, I have to, I had to put it at number one. I had to. It is like you know what I said. Return of the Jedi was my favorite out of the originals back in my eighties, but I think that a new like the thing is. I don't, it's weird. I don't see A New Hope as a Star Wars film. I don't know why. I think of. Yeah, Empire, I know what you mean. I think of Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars film. I think of Return of Jedi, Star Wars film. I think of all the Star Wars films, Star Wars films. With A New Hope, it's so it's so separated from it. It's probably because the franchise wasn't a thing and it was so like mm. weird, but I don't know. It just, I just can't get enough of that film. It's just A New Hope just always like carries the flag for me. It is weird because it's just so good. It's just so such a good watch, and I think that it, if you're gonna have something that defines cinema in a way, and like what, like a New Hope is that. It's just so fucking good in my opinion, and I think it definitely gets overshadowed by a lot of the other Star Wars films. I don't, I just feel it's so underrated in a weird way. I just get that feeling with it. I just feel like people don't give it the credit that it's deserved, probably because it's a Star Wars film, but it is an amazing film. And it's probably one of the best films ever made if you're talking about it from an objective standpoint. When you feel like what it's done, I think it's way better than a lot of films. So, yeah, that's why I picked A New Hope. It just it comes at the late stage of the decade, but it's still an amazing film. And I would definitely stand by it being number one even better than godfather in my opinion no it is, it is unreal and uh like it like it shows how good it is when it's just like literally line like one line of dialogue there like, oh many boffins died <laughs> for exactly so go ahead and they made a whole film over that one line uh and it's like the prequels are made just because they settled the dad and mm. uh, the invader and like, it's, it's unreal mm. i will say that like obviously I'm gonna. It's gonna be mentioned in like my fifties before, but it's basically the Hidden Fortress, and um, but I would say Star Wars. Like, 
I know everyone tries to like be like that guy to just say, "Oh, Star Wars isn't like that good," but it is that good. It is a mm. great film, and it, people... I had to put it on the list. Yeah, like, but like, it wasn't like a number one. Like, it had to be number one. It fully deserves that spot because I just. But everyone you know... else had it at first or two. <laughs> yeah, mm. I guess so, Jamie. Where did you have it on your list? Tenth. And tenth, so at twenty nine points. Twenty. Well, Donnie can count. <laughs> I would have put it as number one, but like I say, Chinatown knocked it off the list. But uh, it's, it is unreal, though. It, the only thing about A New Hope is just uh, it's only one lightsaber duel in it, and that's all I can really say. And it goes more yeah. than Jedi's. But I kind, but I kind of like how there's only one because it sets up the kind of the return of A yeah. New Hope. No, I, does, hate, yeah. I hate the kind of thing where it's like, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, sure, like. The Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi battle could have been better, but mm-hmm. it's like when you have a budget like that, and when you like, you know, like yeah. how else could you do it? You can't do like the whole shit that they did in like, you but know, the my, prequels. My complaint then is it doesn't even matter anyway because it's like the best character growth I reckon in in pretty much any a series of films. Like like I said, like when we're talking about Return of the Jedi, why I hold it so great is that scene where he walks into Jabba's box and he is the Jedi Master. Yeah, where it's just um, a lonely boy just like looking yeah. out into the stars at the start of yeah that's all know. he is that's yeah. and that's all he is and the binary sunset is like one of the best film moments ever mm, i think like just the ham scene in um in Mos Eisley is like one of the best scenes ever made as well it's just oh, weird right. with the original uh jabba though i will mention this because it's this probably the last time we'll mention star wars in like well unless well the last one but Solo is a very underrated Star Wars film. Yeah, I like I, it. like I like Solo, and I think it does not like. I think people hate it for like all the wrong reasons. People hate it because of the Last Jedi, and I, I still. Um, it came out at the wrong time, and people didn't like the main character in it. I didn't really like Amelia Clark in it, and yeah. especially the Darth Maul scene. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah, like kind of, but. I, I loved it because it's got Bradford Young, which is one of my favourite Okokun cinematographers. He did mm. Arrival as well. Mm. And I, I love the like I, I love the grittiness of it. Like the mm-hmm. I gotta admit, it doesn't get better. like I think Act Three is a bit dodgy, but the opening acts like with like the trench kind of warfare on that planet and then like yeah. you know, um oh, I've forgotten his name. What the fuck is his name? Basically Harrison or Harrison, yeah, yeah, uh, basically Woody, Woody, yeah, yeah, Woody Harrison. Um, I think he did a great job in that film, and mm. I love that whole squad. I, I wish to win. People want it to be more than it is, but all it is is a backstory for Han, and yeah, people want it to be a bigger film than that, and like, it's not. But it doesn't have to be. I hate it, like when people are like, "Oh, the dice has to mean something." It's like you do realize yeah. this is a world. Like it's kind mm. of like I love the fact that they got something that small in the movies that was probably just a mindless prop, and it's like. Let's make it something. It, it's yeah, cool, yeah. in my opinion. It adds to the world. Like that's mm. the whole point of world building. And people get angry at shit like that. Just don't know how world building works. <laughs> yeah, I waited until uh, Disney Plus in this country to watch Mandalorian, and I was I was blown away by that. It's one of the best things I've seen TV wise. Um, yeah. And it just I love it that the the guy who wait, uh, writes Clone Wars and Rebels is one of the main like leaders on it mm. with John Favreau like and you could tell like when you watch the documentaries of Star Wars that 
Disney are careful that they, they give it to people who love like the franchise and the people who make it, they, they love Star Wars and they want to do well by it. It's just a shame that they made a decision to hire Ryan Johnson. He should, career should be destroyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because has anyone so read it? Destroyed. Has anyone read the no, GQ um... thing with John Boyega, by the way? Oh, yeah, like he left because of the advert and stuff like that. Um, no, it's just the racism, Star Wars. The, the racism right. in Star Wars um, they had with Ryan Johnson putting his casting and um, putting his character aside, and it's really good read. Uh, and he just really didn't get on well with that film. Oh yeah, I don't it's think anyone crazy. did. I think like it was the same thing with Game of Thrones. Like everyone just didn't like it. Like, well, those guys were the biggest idiots in Hollywood just because they got the Star Wars trilogy. I think they rushed like Game of Thrones into what they even uh, George Martin wanted to be one more season longer, but they was like, no, we need to get it done. I think and then Disney got rid of him on Star Wars. I think it's like HBO wanted ten, George R. Martin wanted mm. like twelve seasons, and like, but. Like I saw it on IMDb. Like they wanted at least one more season. Mm. I, I think source material is like the biggest thing ever. Though, like the amount of times where like things go beyond like the source material, it just doesn't work. I'm sorry. I it... get, I get that Star Wars is Star Wars, and if you get offered Star Wars, you don't turn it down. But mm. if you're on, if you're writing the biggest TV show in the world. Don't be so like that. Should be your main priority. Like I get it, Star Wars, Star yeah. Wars. But if I was writing the biggest TV show in the world, I'd be like, sorry, like, you know, I'm doing this. You do know how big this is, right? I'm not just gonna like. And I, I think it's such a selfish way of doing it, and it's so. Sad. I don't think it's a surprise though, because like most series, like it's rare when a series ends well, especially ones that have like longevity to them, like it. Big series, mainly, like, they never fulfill, like, the potential that they have. I think, no, I, I think that. Well, one one of the best season finales, in my opinion, is Lost. Friends. Lost. The series, the I, ending to Lost. We need yes. to move the island. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, think, you like Lost. the ending to Lost? I That's the first love the ending to Lost. I love it. I think people hate it for the wrong reasons. Everyone expected answers. Everyone is like, oh, and I do get it. I know, like, but, but <laughs> if you look at like what the Lost is actually about, it's not just about the island. It's about the people who inhabit it above <laughs> everything else. And that's what the final episode is about. The people and like saying goodbye and the fact of like they were in purgatory and they're leaving. It's purgatory. Spoilers. Nobody needs to watch it and put themselves through it. It's Lost just, is amazing. It, Lost is one of my favourite TV shows of all it time. Like if John Destination, Snow. just basically a film version of that. <laughs> it would be moving. like uh, if if Jon Snow at the end of Game of Thrones just like woke up and he was like, it was all just a dream. It wasn't like that, that though. It wasn't like you, know, that. you know, you definitely know that's going to be Walking Dead. You know yeah. that's oh. definitely... No, the film. It, um, it finished. The film to him. Finishes, yeah, the, yeah, no, the film, like, that could be like a trilogy, but it could still... No, I mean, The Walking Dead, that's last season coming up. Yeah, yes, it, it's last season. in 2022, though. People, yeah. it's, it's like that, though. People adore the comics, and, like, they should have just waited and wrote with the comics, but no, like, go their own way, and it just doesn't work. You can go... <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, but top yeah, five. Massive <laughs> tangent again. Well done, boys. <laughs> we Star Wars we number one. Alien number two. <laughs> no, right. So Godfather three, man. Godfather three. Only, there we go. 
only six films got double digits. Ooh. And number six only got a double digit because it was the only number one that wasn't on anybody else's list, and that's Chinatown. <laughs> I'm surprised that film wasn't on my list. I did, I did give it an honorable mention, but it just shoved out, yeah. Um, everything else, I mean, there was a few that was on duplicated lists, but low down, so a few got eight, nine points. Apocalypse Now got nine points. Halloween got eight points. Taxi Driver got eight points. Godfather 2 got eight points. They were all on multiple lists, but didn't hit the double-figure mark, which means in fifth place... The word is Greece. Fuck off. That, that's staying at fifth place. It's staying at fifth. Greece is so iconic. Greece is iconic. Fuck off. It's staying at fifth. Don't you dare move it. What's number four? All the president's men. Great as well. Wow. Uh, both me and Aaron both had it in like fourth place. That's weird. This is a weird I was going to put it above Alien, you know, like, like all the way through. I was like thinking, like, should I put it above Wait, Alien? wait, wait. So, so, yeah, Godfather, Alien, and. Alien is third. Oh. Alien got um, 24 points. Godfather and A New Hope was on everyone's list. So that got more points. Obviously, I didn't have Alien on my list. It got 24 points. Same as The Godfather, both on 24 points. But Godfather goes second, technically, because it was on all four of our lists. Yeah. And then A New Hope, 29 points. I think that's the second highest because I know the Dark Knight was like thirty-one, wasn't it? No, yeah. didn't. Didn't something get beat? I can't even remember now. Didn't Goodfellas beat it? Goodfellas, Goodfellas yeah. is number one. Bam, bam, Thirty-three bam, points. Bam, 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 bam. Dark Knight thirty-one. A New Hope twenty-nine. So the points are flying now. I mean, that's the thing though. I literally only just went onto my second page this week because there was a lot of duplicates. And obviously we don't have Niall throwing in random films that no one's ever made. Yeah, I, I, I imagine Niall will, would have had a new hope in... Well, actually, would he? He would have had Godfather, and Godfather 2 would have made the playoffs if he had it on there as well, so... I'm happy with the list. I'm yeah. happy with the list. Like I said, a new hope will go through... Like I said, if you're going off the highest points in each one so far... But we've got a top five now, right? Is, uh... you know, five films that have made it through, if you're going off highest scoring, or if you're putting on who we've got through. Um, so Inception was the first one through. Dark Knight. Goodfellas. Blade Runner. A New Hope. Right, I think that... And then, I mean, there was some films as well. Like, if you look back at like, the 2000s, the Departed got 19 points. Um, Wolf of Wall Street outscored Inception in the first list and got 17 points. So that could have made the playoffs. And like I said, I it got it, more points than all the I, President's men. I, I find it strange how, like, the more recent... Yeah, the more recent they are, like, the less... Like, the more diverse our lists are. Yeah, it's I mean, like, the first one, the 20... It has got shorter each time we've gone. I think 90s was quite long. I think the 2010s and the 90s were very long. 2000s was then the shortest. And then, as I said, 80s got short. 70s are going to be short. So, it's getting small. I might only need a page for 60s and then 50s and under. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it'll be something like Kieran's just going to... I'll need a page for Kieran's random foreign films. Akira Kurosawa is coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, Akira we say, Kurosawa is going to be my list. a new hope, yeah. We're keeping it in this order, though. I feel like we should do the Dundies for, like, the films at the, the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, if we're doing it in person, we can get awards. <laughs> yeah. Awards for, like, the best, worst film on this list. Like, <laughs> And the winner is... The worst thing is, I'll need to listen through it all and we'll super cut it all. And like I said, we'll have the best top 10, top 10 moment. <laughs> it's just Aaron's all top 10. Vote for your favourite. What list do you want to next see? <laughs> so we'll conclude there. A New Hope is the winner. So the 60s is next.